Hey Simpsons Index fans, it's Elliot J. O'Neill here. Just wanted to say before we get the episode started that the new episode of our new podcast series Pulp Fury Radio is out now. It's called Working Class Wizards and it's about when two below average magic school graduates seek adventure outside of their below average magic insurance jobs. It's a really fun time. I'm really proud of that episode. We had some amazing actors and, of course, the amazing script written by B.T. Calloway. I'm really stoked for you guys to listen to this one. And you can listen now at pulpfuryradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get into The Simpsons Index. The Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is The Podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 179. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. And joining me in SideQuest Studios this week is Bill Wolf. Hello, my, my own name caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> me too, I forgot it halfway through that it's changed now. Way to catch. I was actually waiting for you to get wrong, and I had already preloaded that, actually, I'm going to have to correct you there, Elliot. <laughs> I've changed my name, but then you got it right, and I was like, I have nothing prepared. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's some big news. We can update our audience on Phil Got Married. Yes, oh. I'm now betrothed, or is that after? Before? I think betrothed is before. Uh, yeah. Well, I was previously betrothed, and now I'm unbetrothed. Or, or trothed, yes. On the day you would have been trothed, and now you're post-trothed. Post-truth. Post-trothed. <laughs> yeah, you're a trother. Yeah, I'm a, uh, a 9-11 trother. <laughs> Wait, when do we get married? <laughs> 9th of March. No, it doesn't work out. Yeah, close. 11-3? No. And here as always, except when he's not, is BT Calloway. Ahoy! And thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there is a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, Phil, um, just keeping you up to date because I noticed that you still hadn't reviewed a season 30 episode. Still, until now. Until was... now. Wow, wow, that's, um, I don't know how I got this good fortune, but I'm glad that I have. <laughs> By virtue of having not done it, you've now done it. Oh, yeah. that seems like all the ways I get out of everything mm. is just by refusing to do them. Well, we'd been mostly ignoring season 30 and 31 for a while because we didn't know if we had to make a new decade for them. We yep. didn't know how long this would last. Looks like it's going to be for a while, so let's settle in here. Mm, yeah, so this is, are we 31 currently, the stuff they're spewing out? 31 is, I think they've just wrapped on that, and yeah, they'll be releasing 32 soon. Good lord. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just 200 episodes left for us to review yeah i surprised dad the other day he's like oh the simpsons they still making it what are they up to season 10 now i'm like dad it's season 32 <laughs> just looks down at his hands oh my god <laughs> he's like where did this happen i was just changing your nappy wait a minute it was very weird why moment. are we having a conversation how are you driving <laughs> when did you get married you changed your last name <laughs> yeah it's been a big big year for dad Quite, mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, sorry I couldn't attend the wedding. You know, diseases. Yes, well, you know, well it turns out no one could really attend it. It was yeah. just me, my wife, or well, my now wife, my previously betrothed, yep. our, uh, the celebrant, and both our mums. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's legally all I can say. Yep. Nothing <laughs> else possibly happened. There was no, no no parasailing in by, you know. There was certainly no submarine appearances. No camouflage. Were, no invisible peoples. And no broadcasting of the Simpsons' thirty-first season that's not still not legally no available. No broadcasting Major League Baseball with implied oral consent, not express written consent. Yeah, I didn't show a game of the NFL on an oil rig or a coach. Mm. <laughs> None of these things occurred. Wink. Well, what did occur is we watched an episode from the thirtieth season. This was season thirty, episode ten. 
Tis the 30th Season. First released in December of 2018, it was directed by Lance Kramer, written by... This is good. The story was by Jeff Westbrook and the teleplay was by John Frink and Joel H. Cohen. In this mm. episode! I don't know, it's a fucking Christmas what? episode and yeah. Marge tries to get a TV, Homer fucks up and they take her on a shitty vacation. What do you guys think? I drove an hour to get here <laughs> to watch this. Mm. I feel like I've lost three hours of my life. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how a season 30 episode uh, dilates the time even more like that. I know, it was the slowest episode of The Simpsons I think I've ever seen. Mm. It was just, it was chock full of nothing. It's so slow, it is now Christmas. <laughs> oh my god, actually it could be. <laughs> it could be? Yeah. Fucking, who knows how time's working at the moment. It's also Easter. Fuck it. 2020. What? Yeah. All the Christmases at once. It's oh, all wait. just the sludge pudding of 2020. All your Christmases come at once. Maybe that was prophetic. Now, mm. now is the summer it's, it's of like our, a, all our Christmases. Like a curse, you know, may all your Christmases come at once and you'll never experience another again. But that one day is amazing, and you'll never be able to recapture the amazingness of it. Yeah. Ooh, that's dark. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> BT, what's the moment that stands out to you from this episode? This episode doesn't matter. Back to Elliot. <laughs> By the way, could you uh, pass me my questionnaire, at least stand it up on that chair so I can... <laughs> Sorry, 177 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> I know what questions I'm going to ask. 179. I just forget a... which episode, uh, order they come in. There's only 12. Hey, what about I? What about I? Uh, be slight guest uh, introvert. I'm <laughs> so, right, so sure. far doing a terrible yeah. job. Hey, if you want to run with it, uh, uh, look, right. the, one of my few up arrows here was the toilet, the mixed shower toilet well, that I got a bit of a chuckle out of. Yeah, I, I've been in a caravan that had one of those before. It yeah. is disturbing. What? what? A toilet? Yeah, that, they are a thing. That's not made up. Nope. It does sound like an Irish girl's name. No, but it's <laughs> yeah, the but thing it's where probably... you have like a seat that you put in there when you want to toilet it. But then you take it out when you want to shower. Mm. Wait, what? The, wait a second. What happens to the ground? It's still a hole. Oh, that's disgusting. Yep. <laughs> that, mm. Ah, that's ruined my head. Brought to you by Shoyle. This is this is the worst episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even. Oh, better or worse? Got it. Sorry. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> I little... was like, here's the second question. I'm like, I'm going to fail at this being a host gig because the second question I can't understand. Sorry, for Borut moment. <laughs> I did sort of forget the journey that had been on. So yeah. for everyone at home, this is the list of questions that Elliot used to have in the back of his notebook that he then took a photo of to have on his phone. That he then transferred the photo to his computer so he could have it on his computer. That then I put then loaded onto a printed as a photo and framed and put in the thing. And I just kind of forgot that was the journey of that. And yeah. it just really amused me for a second there thinking about this is a photo of a journal that was on your computer <laughs> that photo has been kicking around for a while yeah. i think that's the most uh, longest living version of the questionnaire oh no question so i know that came down to yeah, all questions adelaide with us at least because yeah. they were like oh it's the questionnaire <laughs> yeah i like that's the, the know, third it's, most it's, popular part of your podcast yeah it's <laughs> the th it's the silent third partner you know <laughs> it is the springfield of this it's podcast done more episodes than i have so really it's the second yeah, true. <laughs> wow, when we, have you not done an episode? No, I've skipped like some. That's why I'm always here except when I'm not. Oh, I just thought that was just a nod to you always being here. <laughs> no, he, like he wasn't here last week. Mm. <gasps> yeah. where, where were you? Work. Stupid work. I know. That was your first mistake. Yeah, getting employed. Terrible. But how about you, Phil? What stands out to you from this episode? Hmm. <laughs> Apart from like just the large tin of beige that not only the animation had, but the script had. Hmm. There was just a lot of, like, the jokes were very few and far between, but the joke that made me go, oh my god, this is going for too long, is when Marge leaves late at night to go line up to get the TV for Black Friday, 
and they kiss at the doorstep outside because mm. they're yeah. Muppets. Mm. And then they kiss for, I don't know, an eternity plus two. And then there's like, Homer, I love you, but you can stop kissing me now. And he's like, I can't stop kissing you. My tongue's frozen to your zipper. Yeah, it's like she's wearing a scarf on her mouth. So it's like, already, why are they kissing with a scarf in the way? And then he's somehow frozen to her zipper. And then there's later a frame where she's got like a mouthpiece around with a scarf wrapped around her face. And it's like, I'm so it lost. It was such, And it was such a big, empty setup yeah. for such a little payoff. Like, yeah, that was this entire episode had so many moments that did nothing, but they really pull a lot of focus to it. Like when they're in the crappy hotel in Florida, there's a bit where Maggie just gets in the bar fridge and then gets out. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like, there's no joke. It just happens. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out if she was doing it because they were in Florida and the fridge might have been cool. And mm-hmm. that'd be like, it's the only place it's air conditioned. But nobody was really suffering from the yeah, heat. Yeah. No in one was like, oh, it's so hot in this tiny room. And Maggie was sweating and then got in. No, just gets in the fridge, closes it, Homer opens it, Maggie smiles. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been the joke. Hey, I want to have a go at that yeah, fridge. Homer it, yeah. would definitely have said, oh, I wish I was small enough to fit into a fridge. And then Marge could have gone, you did. Remember that time in the 1984 <laughs> World's Fair? And they cut to a, like a postcard. You'd be like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, I was a side of meat." <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then Rocky's like pummeling him in the fridge, and then oh, <laughs> wait, no, I'm, I'm writing a Family Guy joke. Sorry, sorry. No, I think that's all right. Well, they did a Family Guy throw to as yeah. well in this episode. It's so fucking rich of them to go Stewie going, "I was the hit boy of 06. and it's like you're the fucking Simpsons. Yeah, you're the hit boy of the last thirty years. <laughs> you were the hit boy ten years before yeah, that, nineteen ninety six. Jeez. Yeah. Fucking, who do you think you are? Oh, especially, me nuts. especially since Family Guy and Simpsons kind of buried the hatchet at a certain point. And uh, this just seems to be dusting up that hatchet for no reason. Yeah. Well, and it's also such a cell phone because it's like, okay, you've been relevant for largely longer. And there's a distinct certain point where you were clearly starting to rip off our style and material. Mm-hmm. Even though we started off to rip off and style of your material. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and bad. what bad. stands out to me? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have asked the questions. What stands <laughs> out for better or worse for you, Elliot? Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, Mister Wolf. I don't know. Just it was a funny coincidence that I just got a new nice 4K TV, and mm. then this episode hinged on that. I didn't plan for that. That was fun. Yeah. But again, to your point, Phil, this episode looked dog shit. Like it looked crisp, mm, at yeah. least. But that's the Disney sort of era style. It just it looks crisp, but there's no life and soul into it. Yeah, it's very high quality pictures of nothing. And it's sort of like when they go to Florida and it's like all bleak and stuff. But it doesn't hold up when they go into the other parts of the park, which are all vivid and. This was such a fucking yeah. confused part of the episode uh, the as well. The whole episode takes forever, because first it's about the kids wanting this HTTV, then it's about Marge going to Black Friday, then it's about Marge trying to have a, you know, wonderful Christmas for everyone, even though they don't have any money, and then, fu- like, halfway through the episode, they're like, and we're going to Florida! You're like, oh, shit, is this what we're doing? Okay, <laughs> jeez. Yeah, Correction, very... Beach, they were like, let's drug mum and then go to Florida! Oh, uh, yeah, which, and when she woke up, she was like, oh, this is a great idea. It's like, then you didn't! need to drug her yeah <laughs> like she'd resist the idea of let's go on a holiday that sounds lovely well, i'm clearly losing it to be fair <laughs> she was a bit grumpy when she had her hands in bandages and she was mm. threading popcorn onto a string with her toes yes that's true just remember everybody if your mother is grumbling under her breath and her hands hurt drug her and then take her somewhere else. Or, or, only to florida <laughs> Where that kind of thing is legal. <laughs> right. And what about play count? Uh, <laughs> BT, how many times have you seen this ah, episode? Mercifully, only this once. Ah, and Elliot, how many times have you seen it? I'm going to guess. Let me guess. I'm going to say twice. This is his second time. I feel like this is four. Actually, no, it's season 30. He doesn't tend to get around to it. I'm going to say he's on his first time as well. This oh. is my first time watching this. Yes. Oh, my God. Ring the bell. <laughs> Wait, get a bell. And then, oh, shit, there is one. 
Oh, there's two. Oh, man. I should have said... Get you didn't home. bring your belt? I should... <laughs> We're podcasting, damn it. Can't podcast uh, without a belt. I left it in the wrestling what ring. What happened to the one I got you for Christmas? I ate it. Left it in the wrestling ring. You already gave an excuse. Here you go. You oh. oh, they got... <laughs> Throw things at All me. Right. I'm not that way inclined. Okay. This episode brought to you by Bells. <laughs> oh, have fun editing that one, Elliot. <laughs> oh, my God. The sharp spikes then. <laughs> No, I mean, since starting The Simpsons podcast, staying up to date with current Simpsons is exhausting. So I'm caught up to all the way up to the end of season 29. But yeah, I decided 30 and 31, I'm going to shoot from the hip. Oh, wow. I like yeah. it. It's right. kind of crazy Western, Elliot. So what <laughs> you're saying is to finally win, I have to drug you and then watch season 30 without you. <laughs> Again, much like this story, you don't have to drug anybody. Oh, but wouldn't you enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like... Well, I was like, Elliot, here's some free drugs. <laughs> I think you just need to wait till Elliot drugs himself and yeah. then watches it. That's true. That's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah, that's it. There's no point like drugging me without my knowledge because I will gladly eat every drug you put in front of me. <laughs> He'll just be a little bit disappointed that he wasn't ready for it. He won't be in his like, comfy pants. Wait a second. Does this pudding have MDMA in it? Yes. Thanks, bud. You're like, oh, this is great. Wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? In weird bursts of terror, yes. Mm. Like all the Florida dodgy theme park stuff, but... It didn't feel like that was ever the point of the episode either. And also, like, all the wackiness in that was mainly sign gags. for yeah. the, Like, they didn't go on any rides apart mm. from the Tunnel of Love, which terrified everyone. And Huggy Bear. No, Hugs. Huggable. Oh, Huggable. And, and Tremendous Ball, who I got a pretty good chuckle. Tremendous Ball was okay. I got Huggab- a Huggable. Yep, I get the pun. Is he supposed to be a pedophile? Because I just yeah. got the feeling he was a pedophile. Yeah, and especially with lines like, what was it? Uh, For this to be legal, you need to initiate the hug. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Mm. And then he was just there when Homer needed a hug. But then um, I thought that the joke was going to be he was just following people around, being creepy and getting I hugs. Thought, yeah, that's what But I then thought. Homer hugs him. It's like, there, there. It's like, oh, this is legitimate. Yeah, that's what I, th- I thought. Like, the way you play that is Homer comes out. He gets rejected by the people next door not stopping to have sex, mm-hmm. which is a weird sentence. Oh, there's kids in here too. Yeah. Yucky. I, I was like... That did not land the way you wanted it to, Simpsons. Yeah, that was so Well, I mean, they do so few sex-through-walls gags that I feel like they don't have any practice on what's good and what's bad. So (laughs) that was objectively Gotta practice your sex-through-walls, people. Yeah. And it Uh, just makes me think about what's still happening with the Simpsons family. Okay, those people haven't stopped making sex noises and Dad's hugging that creepy mascot guy out the front. The fuck is this? The youngest one's in the toilet and everyone else is trying to fit in the fridge, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, I mean, in terms of wackiness, there's a whole sequence of them round about the Black Friday bit where Marge's mm. hair breaks open and a bird flies out. Yeah, yeah. And then her hair's used as a battering ram. And an ashtray. That whole... Marge throws Gil as well. Mm. This is the type of Gil I really hate because Gil is only funny when he doesn't know how defeated he is. When he's still that, ah, optimistic, oh, honey, you said it was over. No, don't put him on the phone. That yeah. bit's funny. Him just being like, oh, I'm dying. My hands are turning to fro- oh, frostbite. It was such you a know. downer, that whole bit. Like, there was no comedy in it. Marge was being sucked into feeling bad. Mm. Homer didn't turn up to relieve her. Even though we saw him get up, there were several signs, literally, for him to like, go and leave Marge. Yeah. He walked out the door. Mm. We just cut to Marge no, blink, in mind. Blink and you'll miss it because I nearly missed it myself. Uh, he closes the door. His scarf gets caught. And he pulls him back and he hits his head. But this oh. is not this knocking is him out. He has Homer Simpsonitis. Oh, I know. <laughs> the writers of this episode did not know. Oh, it's so fucking lazy as well because... 
then yeah, Homer shows up and she's like, I'm not going to be mad at you. And that's the last we hear about this being Homer's fault, which, I mean, if he knocks himself out or not, technically it still is. And he should be the one trying to make up for this. He didn't even get to say why it wasn't his fault yeah. intentionally. Yeah. It's not like he slept in or wasn't ready. But just there's never a thing. He crashed the car, got in the next car, but also, crashed that car, and then called an Uber. Yeah, but also the point is, why do it if you're not going to do it? If that's not the point of your episode, then have the store open at three and Marge isn't prepared. Yeah. you know, Or just have Homer sleep in, like he would always do. That's yeah. the easiest answer ever. Yeah, if the point is not going to be Marge is angry at Homer for doing this, then don't give her a reason to be, and yeah. then ignore it. It was very weird. It well, was just wasted because, time. Like, yeah, this is meant to be, I guess, Homer's meant to be the muscle who's able to go through and, you know, be compassionless and leave the gills of the world, you know, mm. underneath his foot. So I don't know why that wasn't addressed. Yeah, okay, so have Marge be in line waiting for Homer, and she's just getting more and more annoyed with all these people around her. Like, at first, she is giving people her clothing because it's cold and sharing yeah. and whatever, getting more and more used and is getting angry and angry, so that gives her that drive to push in through this crowd. That would be something. Well, they, it, they almost set it up with the we can't have cutsies and then they decide to reference Nazis. Why not? Yeah. And yeah. felt like they were setting that up and Marge would like gradually do it to a bunch of people. Like having Gil, it was just, yeah, such a bummer. Yeah, because it was always Gil and it was really boring. But let's not forget the really part boring. where Brandine can hold a baby inside her own boobs. Yeah, yeah. that was... Yeah, she's all like, ah, oh, I'm about to give birth, but I don't want to miss these savings. Just sucks in her belly and it kind of goes up into her chest. It's like... I am horrified in such a weird way. Yeah. I wasn't a bad line going, I know how to hold in a baby. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Stop. Fine. Why do you need to suck it up so her boobs get bigger? Why do we have like Cronenberg body horror of absorbing a baby into your breasts? Because it's very cold and everyone's a bit delusional. It feels like a weird thing where it's like, oh, this chick's pretty hot, right? Well, that's a baby in her boobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah it feels like, like, oh, take that bra off. Why is there a child in here? Some very weird stalk misinformation. <laughs> where do babies come from? Uh, um, breasts? The oh, idea that you could be that misinformed about childbirth <laughs> that you are able to put your... Oh, my God. Why have we done this? This sucks. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird well, but it's the only well we have at the moment. Oh, no. Here's a well. Oh, okay. The song that the Rednecks sung where they got the last TV... <laughs> And then the Regnant family just march off in what is supposed to be a riotous Black Friday shopping, just in, in line or singing, mm. carrying one TV about mm. how they've got a TV and now all they need is electricity. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I was, Real clever parody lyrics there. Uh, I was stabbing myself in the wrist trying to find my jugular, but I've, <laughs> luckily- Thank the God baby, you failed anatomy. The baby in my chest stopped me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the knife. Uh, so, no, Phil, you must live. <laughs> yes, and while, we're on, about this. <laughs> while we're on musical moments as well, yeah, the kids singing Silent Night. That was exhausting. Yeah. Uh, and then the parody to Silent Night where Homer goes, when you wake up, uh, things will be all right or whatever it was. I can't again, remember. just such lazy lyrics. It's, just, yeah, boring and like, like, don't do it. Like, yeah. just, I like the kind of the warbly vision where Marge mm-hmm. getting drugged and then just go to back. You don't need five more seconds of people singing at yeah. me. It was like, like one of my notes here was just everything takes so long. Like every joke is overextended. Yeah. Uh, and look, there's so much more wackiness to discuss with this fucking episode. But how about the heart? Did we feel the emotional core? Wait, can you read the list from over there? Are you cheating? 
I can remember the order of some questions. I, turn around I think I think you can actually just remember your own cadences, but not the words within them. Interesting. <laughs> so like, yeah. what what question sounds like this? Oh, what about the heart? Of course. Well, have you ever seen like a stand-up and like they've got their jokes written on their hand, but it's yeah, much like my questionnaire, which is just B or W moment, play yeah. count, wackiness, heart. Did it feel? Yeah, I abbreviated everything else, but I extended feel out to. Include six E's. <laughs> I feel like you were just doing that to rebalance the list up. Mm, yeah. Again, to remind me of my cadence in case I ever exactly. forget. So you don't know what the question is, you just know. I know the melody, I still haven't learned the words. Yeah, does it kneel like a. Yeah, actually, I went to music school with you, that's very accurate. You didn't know the words to anything we played. Oh, that song where the bass line's like doom, 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 doom. What? <laughs> do, 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 do. Who knows the bass line besides bass players? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Aren't you a bass player? Yep. Okay, that's what I said to you in the second And that's part the that. most common thing I heard at music uni. Besides, don't play that. <laughs> don't play that, stupid <laughs> bass players. <laughs> but yeah, this episode wasn't emotional, really. Even... No, that's why we moved on so easily. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like, and I like the idea of, you know, Marge working so hard to give everyone a good Christmas. Let's give her a good Christmas. I don't know what they did with it. I just didn't care. And again, just, just wrote down, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was just unearned and mm-hmm. had no weight behind it. And there was no point to it. And then, and it took so long to get there. Like, yeah. it was two and a half segs before they even booked a hotel. Yeah. Mm. I will say, I did kind of like the hotel booking where it's like, four places left and it's counting down. Then it's got like, extra things flash up. Like, what was it? 58 people are looking at this. Cool people. <laughs> yeah, I like that because, yeah, you say that all the time when you're on booking.com or something. And it's just like, like, last chance left. Yeah. 18 people are looking at this right now. You're like, oh shit, 18 people. Yeah. <laughs> Does that include me? <laughs> I never know. How many tabs do I have open? 18. Are oh they all God. <laughs> Tell you what, let me tell you about my wife. Never ever look at her Chrome browser. The amount of, tabs, of tabs that she will have open at once. I literally, I have conniptions. <laughs> I'm like, ah, what are you doing? She's like, I need all these. They're so small that all you can see is the closed little circle button. Yeah. I'm like, you can't even tell which ones they are. She's like, I can too. Watch. Click, click, click. And is she like, there it is. Are some of them just like, oh, but I might read this later. It's like, so you save it. (laughs) No, it's all about like when she's looking for research or trying to book a hotel or something. It's like, and I'm like, just do it this way. It's so, it's so annoying. (laughs) Anyway, that's what married life is like. But (laughs) up to you. That's also you. what sun life is like, because <laughs> oh, why isn't my iPad running well? Well, that'd have to do with the 600 tabs you got. I, yeah, what if I want to reference it later? Oh. You want to reference this forum post on ski.com from 2016. Yeah, well, Dad. To be, to be entirely fair to all our parents and everybody else, sometimes I think it's just an age thing, not necessarily a technology thing, because, you know, we recently launched a series of radio plays, Pulp Fury Radio, and our parents would have grown up with this, and yeah. I had to explain it to my parents what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, how is this not making more sense? You understand what I do with The Simpsons, I think. But Can we quickly talk about that fucking guy commenting on our Pulp Fury radio <laughs> post the other day? So again, I remind the audience, this is a free podcast that we've put out that we uh, put a little bit of Facebook money behind to, mm-hmm. you know, get the word out and stuff. And this fucking random man, oh my God. It's it's just weird. <laughs> He's basically, his first thing is, uh, puts up a little, like, little no-sale graphic and says, I don't have any means to listen to or enjoy a podcast. Hashtag no sale. I was like, 
Right. Okay, fine. And then yeah, uh, he just keeps coming back. <laughs> no, and then a friend of his was like, "Oh, don't you have the app on your phone or something?" And he was like, "I don't have a phone that could do apps." You know, who would? How dare out- everyone assume that I ha- can afford a smartphone? Ah, oh, entitled millennials, yeah. like, <laughs> elitist much? <laughs> oh, that's right, elitist. <laughs> and then he called the other dude a t- entitled millennial, which is when you blocked him. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this sounds sounds quite interesting. It's just weird. <laughs> but yeah, I loved the burn that you had where yeah, he was like elitist much and you're like if you don't have a smartphone or app you can also listen to our website for yeah. free <laughs> you know and it's like yeah you've got facebook dude you've op- oh, it's yeah, just weird the weird. hill that this guy wanted done yeah the emotion of this episode sucks <laughs> but did it feel like an episode of the simpsons how are the character integrity uh, i think i've had simpson socks that felt more like an episode of the simpsons <laughs> than this nice it's hard to feel like marge when she's so <sighs> Just please let Julie Kavanagh have a sleep. I know. Oh, that <laughs> voice. There was a bit where she was like planning out when they had like military style, the layout of the shopping center. Yeah. And they were going to go, all right, the people enter from here and here and here. And then there was a, there was a real audible crack in her voice at one stage. Yeah. She was like, and, and I was like, oh, wow, that's terrible. Yeah. And that's the take they kept. And that's what they kept. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, come on, get a deep fake voice out there. You've got Marge saying, and here must be a few times. Yeah. yeah. After 700 episodes, you have to have a full bank of everything she's ever said. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. wonder yeah. if they could do that. Pretty much. I, that's what I do at work all the time. Oh, <laughs> this person doesn't say, I really love linguine. He says, you know what I love? I really love my family and eating and Italian food, but sometimes I like pasta, like spaghetti, linguine, <laughs> applesauce, and you just sit there like, beer. I got you, motherfucker. Like, just say, and. <laughs> spaghetti. Yes, and, no, linguini, and say and, just say and. Plus, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> just say and. Oh, I've been sort of rival cooking show from the US, uh, <gasps> Chopped. I've been watching a lot of Chopped lately. That's still on? Yeah, 46 seasons. Fuck me. Wow, yeah. the Chopped Index coming next after we finish <laughs> oh, this. Good Lord, that's a lot. But you notice that all the time where they just clearly cherry pick words. What I have prepared for you today is a chicken and pasta. <laughs> yeah, and it's for the most innocuous. Ninety percent of the time, it's for the most innocuous things. Like you know, you never cutting things together to go like that. Julie's a real bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's always about just say parmesan and shrimp. Oh, there, this shrimp parmesan. Fuck. <laughs> no, just say and. Like, right? Where's you say and? And then you see instead of and, it's mm, or yeah. or and and. Yeah, yeah, the blurred together words. Yeah, uh, everyone just smooshes everything together. I feel like together. in the future you'll just give them a list. It's like, you just read to this. Sure. And the <laughs> I family there like is hats. Technology now where you can just type the word in and the program will hunt through all existing waveforms to build the sentence for you. Okay. Fucking hell. I don't think it's very good, but yep. it's getting it's there. It's getting there, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it talks a lot about the character integrity as well as the emotion, but... Yeah, look, the idea of the emotion is there. It just doesn't do anything to get it. And same with the character integrity. They just don't dig in enough in yeah. anyone, and they don't have any purpose within the story besides Marge. And even then, like, the whole thing with them sort of like, oh, we got to keep Marge happy, and then she reveals she's not actually having a fun time. Mm. It just, again, good idea. Yeah. Fucking half-bake execution. But even that was flat, just because we so often were playing catch-up as to what was going on and what they were supposed to be pretending to enjoy, that by the time you figured out the scene, you're on the next scene. I think the best part of that was when they go to the Hall of Vice Presidents, which I didn't even realize until someone blatantly announced it halfway through the bit. I did see the sign, and I wrote down Hall of Vice Presidents. I'm like, all right, that's fine. And then it was kind of meh. Like, Bart was doing his best to try and enjoy it, but you kind of would think Lisa would have 
an enjoyable moment. Yeah. I did like when Bart FaceTimed Milhouse and was like, Milhouse, I'm in the Hall of Vice Presidents. Tell me something's going on. Help me. And he's like, well, I'm kind of like the vice president of us. I was like, yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah. good. That was the funniest gag in the whole show. It yep. did start out with Milhouse's was up thing again. It's yeah. just, oh, guys, stop. <laughs> yeah, for even something that was supposed to be there to show how outdated and uncool he was, it's become in of itself outdated It's not and even re- referenceable anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. I mean, I got it because I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was also just a, oh, we've clearly seen Hamilton recently joke yeah. as well. And, you know, I love Hamilton, but uh, they... Yeah. You, you still have your prediction they're going to parody it and call it Homerton. Mm. So, yeah. Give they it will. They will. Yeah, that definitely sounds like what they can do because I don't have to write a story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like this one. I reckon this episode premise was we do a Christmas episode. They're like, great. What do they do? Like, yep. Christmas. Yeah. Now, I 100% feel Christmas. like this was a first draft script, a first take of everyone's recordings. They were either under pressure to get it done and just get it out the door or they just didn't care one or the other probably both absolutely but everything well, about this because there's an idea there i like the concept of the family banding together and pretending to be happy for the sake of marge but it just doesn't come together in any way i give a shit about it's so. not bad enough to be like they're putting up with it and marge isn't clearly having a great time anyhow yeah yeah but would you watch this episode again fuck no Hell no. Yeah, I can find a wall where paint is drying pretty easily. <laughs> no, you can buy paint. I know. That's why I can just repaint these walls. <laughs> One of the weird things with my new TV, it's got this thing called ambient mode. I thought you were going to say, like, paint drying mode. <laughs> I, know, I no, thought it, you were going to say that as Dude, well. it's so close. <laughs> it uses its camera to sort of get a, an idea of the color of your walls. Ah, right. And so then it tries it, to blend in. And it blends in. Oh, is this the GL500P? <laughs> Was that the TV they quoted in the I episode? Think, I think something like that. <laughs> there was 50 in there somewhere. I got, I got the... Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. See you guys. But yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. yeah, so oh, you can set down. your TV to look like the walls <laughs> <laughs> of your room and it just plays, yeah, like lo-fi beats to study to and shit. Okay. Yeah, we bought a new TV that's supposed to... It's called The Frame. And it's supposed to sit flush to the wall and look just like a giant picture frame that your couch is facing for no reason. Mm. So it can blend in. Yeah. So you look like the type of people that sit and stare at art instead of sit and stare at Netflix. The one art. Yeah. <laughs> the art. We only have, like, are we going to put other things around there? And then, it's told we're not. There's the new streaming service. You can just stream fucking art. <laughs> yeah. We're Coming down- up at five, Monet's Yeah, I downloaded something. a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> uh, pictures off the Google Art Project where they've taken, like, 6,000K photos of artworks where you can zoom in to see, like, hairs stuck in the paint. Oh, all right. You put that up and we're just like, all right, today we're looking at Van Gogh, and then we haven't changed it. Yeah. <laughs> Why Van Gogh anywhere else? Hey. hey. Uh, Whoa, what would you like to change about this episode? I what? would change the star, oh, the pre-titles bit, the oh, yeah. couch gag, all the stuff that had an advent calendar for reasons I didn't know about. The yes. framing device, but yeah, the framing device of time passing didn't matter. Yeah. Well, also they went from zero to one to 18 to 22. Yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> it was very fast. And then they got back in time. Yeah. For Christmas at Moe's, which was also fucking weird. Yeah. I like Moe's idea of if I don't host a Christmas dinner, all the bums will go to the church and they might get saved and not come back and drink. Yeah. That was okay. Like, explore that idea more. That could be why you're having a, a home at Christmas, not at the home. Yeah. Anyway, so basically all of it. Yeah. <laughs> BT? Again, there are bones of something here, but they're not connected to anything, less, let, let alone the other bones in this body. So you, what you have is basically a large flabby sausage with some bones in it. No mm. one enjoys any of that. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that metaphor. I just stumbled through it. But uh, I support that a, it 100%. Is that a bratwurst? You have bone pudding. 
<laughs> Made of meat. Yep, you executed that joke the way they executed this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, First like, try. <laughs> yeah, this is one of these ones that just feels so fundamentally fucking unfocused and broken that like it's hard to pick which part I want to change because it's like, no, scrap it, start again. And because Simpsons have really done a lot of Christmas episodes in the later part of their run because they're clearly running out of ideas and it's just, in the classic era, there were like three Christmas episodes. There weren't many at all. And, like, this episode is just indicative of why you don't fucking rest on Christmas. It's mm. not enough to dra- keep your episode going. And when we've done so many non-Christmas episodes of the family letting down Marge in some way, and uh, I, I just don't like this. Yeah. And also the Black Friday stuff feels like, oh, we've got to comment on it, but they had nothing to say. Yeah, yeah, there could have been a huge consumerism. Like, we just, like, really started. And also... That's the first of November, isn't it? I don't know when Black Friday is. Day after Thanksgiving, so Which Oh is... yeah, so that'd make sense with that advent calendar. I the think it changes because it's the it's like the first Thursday or last Thursday of November, I think. Or something mm. like that. It, it changes, but it's always Thursday. So. Right in Americans. Oh, I was about to say that, damn it. <laughs> Just because you've got 174 more experience points than me. <laughs> <laughs> Leveled up podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the whole Black Friday thing as well, it was funny because it felt like they were going for like some very like epic vibes yeah. in this, which was very reminiscent of South Park's Black Friday's trio of episodes, mm-hmm. which heavily referenced Game of Thrones. Yep. So yeah, I thought right. that's kind of where this episode was going, but it didn't, but it also didn't really go anywhere good. Like that whole sort of one frame a second thing with Marge being uh, demoed. But that was just to kill time. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah, like, I feel like they recorded this episode in the VO booth discovered it was nine minutes long mm. and, and then was like ah fuck what do we do because even like the intro which was a christmas parody of the normal like 1990s version of the intro yeah, yeah. but somehow 50 percent slower yep then they went to a couch gag that was hugely long it was for, also just star wars there was also star wars and christmas and also terrible like yep. i mean You've got two ideas there at once, but capitalize on one of them. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, there's a joke in uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which is a parody series, which says, you know, the customer's like, any section that didn't involve dialogue was considered for slow motion because making a TV series is very hard. <laughs> and so that's just, and that was what I got from this is the bit where Marge is in slow mo is complete padding. There's just so much padding in this one of just, uh, how else do we extend this bit? Uh, holding this frame, holding yeah. this scene for, you know, 10 seconds too long. Okay. Yeah. And I just feel like it was just, you could describe this entire episode as a terribly played out setup for a very, very weak payoff. And like all the gill, I've got no home, I live at the airport, I'm getting this pillow for my granddaughter for some reason. I don't know how he th- thinks he's going to pay for it when he's got no, no money. money. Yeah. Yep. You know what? I'm going to say, repitch the episode, it's all waiting in line at Black Friday. Oh, yeah. Get a little oh, bit of Seinfeld action. I don't know how. That's a lot of chat, though. That's The writers have to work at least... <laughs> But I think if you had Gil as one of many and like Marge yeah. allowed herself to be cut in front of, like there is so much you can do with that. Yeah, yep. there's a lot of stuff there. Like, there's some averagely okay ideas that could have blossomed into good ideas. Yeah. Feels like this was made in the last minute to extend a season by one or two episodes at the network's behest because they didn't have anything for Christmas. Maybe they thought, what's it called? Two Broke Girls are going to do a Christmas <laughs> show and they weren't going to and the people who can turn around something faster mm-hmm. was The Simpsons. That's <laughs> what it feels like. Fun fact about Two Broke Girls, it is no one's favourite show. <laughs> oh yeah, because you know why? It's fucking awful. <laughs> Never seen it, but I just like the fact that I can make fun of it because I know for a fact no one loves it. Yeah, uh, it is. All the Cat Denning stands will come after you, dude. Watch out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Cat Denning stan. 
Just a singular. Just the one guy. <laughs> just guy called... Thor, the one guy who's seen Thor 1 and 2 and 2 Broke Girls. Yeah, and he's actually just called Stan, and he's only just like a normal fan. Yep. Yeah. He's not even super fan. Yeah. He's just super fan by being the only person yeah. who's there. Number one in a field of one. <laughs> yeah, he's the president of the No One Club. <laughs> anyway, 2 Broke Girls. Girls. Super, super, super average. Yep. All right. Well, we're almost here, but first we must say the guest star of this episode. Did anybody pick who was playing the Florida hotel lady? Definitely wasn't Meryl Streep. Dolly Parton. Jane Lynch. Ah, what a waste. She is returning again from her previous appearance where she was Homer's boss, and then to get her fired, Homer made him her hug him. Oh, so she's <sighs> always in hug-heavy episodes. Yeah, apparently. apparently. Jane Lynch, everybody. Very right. talented, talented lady. Yep. You know what? Watch Party Down. She's great in that. Oh, fuck that show. Oh, rules. Wait, she's the giant tall woman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Paul I Palmer. just thought of her as blonde Terminator. I mean, very close, actually. Yeah. If you de-age Jane Lynch, she kind of looks like... Um, Only know, if you take Terminator her eyelid off, it's, there's gears there, under there. Quite possibly. <laughs> well, we're here. BT, any other notes? I've only got two, which tells you a lot. Bart and Lisa love this smart TV. No reason. Like, they could at least say something about it, why they care. No, they're just like, smart TV. Like, at least have them watch an ad, which is all like, smart TV. Wow, look at it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> cool people. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, but this is like, oh, we both really want this one TV. Like, but why? Well, it's weird. Okay, this is the another weird thing about this episode, because the Simpsons have quietly upgraded to a HD TV yeah. at some point, because now they've got a flat screen rather than the old Carnival A with the superior <laughs> exterior body for, to prevent fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. later on, when they do have the new smart TV, they go, oh, this fire is in HD. No, you upgraded your HD TV. This is in fucking 95K. God damn it. <laughs> This bothers me. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Elliot. It's okay. We over soon. And then my last <laughs> note is Bart's plan for getting their money back is to decapitate all the animatronics in the Hall of Presidents and put it in the woman who runs the hotel's bed and leave. Mm. And it's like, yeah, that was dumb as shit. What the ever-loving fuck? <laughs> I mean, it was literally, it was the writer's equivalent of the cavalry come over the hill and save everyone. Not even that, because at least that makes sense. At least cavalry have something to do with the battle. <laughs> That's like, oh no, we're losing this battle. Oh, thank God, the ice cream van is here. <laughs> like, how does that solve your problem? It doesn't. Ice cream? <laughs> they were like, you know what would be perfect for this scene? That Godfather <laughs> reference we have been doing since season one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank did you have any other notes, Phil? I did like the sign gag as they were driving past the church that said a new star is coming or something. Mm -hmm. Join here. And they drove past and the letters flew off and it said new Star Wars here. Yeah. And a bunch of people ran into the church and they were very disappointed. <laughs> and then the priest locked them in the church. Yeah. Which is dumb because he's like, okay, if a car you know, is traveling fast enough to blow these letters off, then I've got them. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just, why didn't you make the Star Wars sign, you dick? <laughs> yeah, it was like, I mean, it was, it was a great gag. I could have been in church, been like, oh. Mm -hmm. And he could have gone, woohoo. Yeah. yeah. But why did he go like, ah, now's my chance. Yeah, because every joke needs an extra 10 seconds added to it. Yeah. So just while we're on signs, I did like Mars is trying to fix the dancing Santa and on the box just says, fun for two songs. Mm. <laughs> I did say but then, yeah, extended Norwegian Santa joke. Yep. Yay. Uh, I think there's a, that's, again, like there's a lot of things that aren't inherently of themselves terrible, Yeah. but they're just not good. Mm. Yep. There's um, a lot going to make ranking difficult because there's nothing here that makes me angry, and yet there's nothing here I want. There was a weird living room that they ended up in, in their house, that had a TV above a fireplace in their living room, that we all know doesn't have a fireplace. It does sometimes. It does, yeah, this is the mysterious, wobbly second lounge room. Yeah. That, yeah. You know when Homer, throw, Homer throws his diploma in the fire, yelling, I am so smart, S-M-R-T. 
I mean, I remember that part. Yeah, well, that's in this mysterious extra room. And yeah, it does have a fireplace. That in it. sometimes has sometimes. the green couches, also sometimes has the piano. Yeah. Mostly has the bay windows. Yeah, okay. Oh my well, gosh. Since we it. did the um, Tracy Ullman shorts, we know in the very early days of The Simpsons, Bart and Lisa often got put in this room with only yeah. two doors, <laughs> and it only ever had what they needed in there for the sketch. Yeah. That's this room. It oh just doesn't God. have the doors in it because it always has exactly what the scene needs. <gasps> We're through the looking glass. We're going to show you the almond shorts sometime, Phil. They are, they are a trip. They are all, it's interesting. I don't like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, my last notes. Oh yeah, Gil sings Girl from Ipanema. And because uh, his hands were getting cold, I wrote Ipanemic. Uh, mm. I also wrote, <laughs> there's no place like Moe's. Mm. Which made me throw up in my mouth. Yep. Well, this bit, see if I can get through this story quickly. Uh, when me and my family were traveling through Italy... We wisely got a rented car, and this car that we got, it was fucked. It had a really dodgy gearbox, and just one time, we just broke down on the side of the highway, and, like, I refused to get back in the car for, like, ten minutes, and my family had to, like, talk me down, and it's like, we'll try, and it's like, no, it's just gonna break again. Why are we gonna get back on the highway with this thing? Let's just call a place. It's like, we can't speak Italian. And so we tried again, and of course, yeah, we the car died completely <laughs> while trying to get on an on-ramp. And we were just, like, walking for, like, 15 minutes just through this town called Livorno, which is, like, this, I don't want to say bleak, but it's like a shipping town, you know. <laughs> and we're just walking for ages, and then all of a sudden, we look over the horizon. We see the Golden Arches. Nice. We're like, oh, we're somewhere that's familiar-ish. <laughs> and so, yeah, then we got to Macca's, got a tow truck, and then... <laughs> We're stranded in Livorno that night where Mac they had... Tow trucks, I was going to say, Italian Maccas are great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you can get different things in different places, but wow. Tow truck? El Macco Peugeot. Sorry, continue. So yeah, then we spent the night in Livorno, which also, piling onto our luck, had a citywide blackout that night. <laughs> <laughs> we were in this restaurant and just all of a sudden lights go out and... Yeah, well. Yeah. But at least they had a bunch of those drippy candles in wine bottles to light yeah. your way. It'd be very <laughs> like romantic. every Italian restaurant yeah. ever. It was so funny as well, because the waitress there, you know, because it's not a tourist town, she couldn't speak any English. Mm. She lit the candle and goes, haha, romantico. And we're like, ah, we can vaguely guess that what that word meant. <laughs> you go, yes, yo. Yeah, it means fire hazard in Italian. Yeah. <laughs> it means these candles are made of asbestos. What I love is that Big Mac is every language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in French, it's a Libby Mac. Del. But do you know what a quarter pounder is? They royale with cheese. <laughs> also, their burgers are completely different. It throws you very hard. Mm. Mm. The hardest part is indicating size of drink and fries. Yeah. El grande? El bigo? <laughs> Actually, that was pretty cool, yeah. Being at the Maccas that overlooks the Coliseum, and you can order a beer there as well. That's pretty cool. Mm. It's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode is just, nah, you give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best, of the very best, the episodes which the Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. What you were saying before about this is just so beige that it's hard to give it a failure and get worked up about. I'm going to give it a failure because this episode just didn't fucking try. There were some pieces there, but mostly it just, it failed. BT, what do you reckon? I'd like to give it a beige. Just a new rank that just means nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to fail as well. It's not that it's atrociously bad or that there's anything really that I'm even going to remember, but it's just, it's just so empty. And I think I got one kind of chuckle out of the entire thing, which was the Shoilet. Just, there's just nothing here. Like, Trolley's, I don't feel any rage, and usually I reserve failure for something I feel some hate for, but 
This is just beige. So if there was a beige rank, if you cubic beige, I would go that. <laughs> but no, just fail it. It's so dull. And Phil. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. <laughs> and this episode is indifferent to me. Yes. So I am also going to fail it. All right. Woo! Like, I think in theory it should be a participant, but yeah, it's lack of trying fucking angers me. Yeah. 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 I think that even if you just had a problematic bubble and some Scrabble cubes, <laughs> tiles, you could have written a better script. Yeah, yeah. Could have had a lot of fun One with monkey that. with one good. typewriter for one minute could have written <laughs> one part of this. Wow. Burn. <laughs> All right. Well, this will be a shiny failure. The third episode from season 30. Shiny failure? Yeah. Didn't Phil fail as well? Yeah, yeah. I failed. Yeah, and I failed. Oh, you failed? Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I thought the page meant the participant. You're no. failing. All right. Unanimous failure. We are giving this episode the index uh, finger. Less enthusiasm for this, please. It's got the index finger. Bill, <laughs> whatever. The not mad, it's just disappointed delivery of this. <laughs> Actually, I just did that perfectly, and I went to ring my bell unenthusiastically, and did it so weakly I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Italy is where I got that bell from yeah, as well. I was about to say, oh, you can tell because it says bell. Italy on it, and it's shaped like Italy. And it looks like a boot, except the bell part that shaped like a bell. The I Italy mean, parts. Are you telling me this? Get the fuck I... out of your own recording studio, please. <laughs> After <laughs> I tell you that this will be the second unanimous failure from season 30, it'll be joining Bart's Not Dead, where oh. Bart like almost oh, dies and then they make fuck. a Christian movie based on it and Gal Gadot's in it. For some reason. Some reason. Is that reputation justified? Is wait, that wait. rep? Let me get my pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm good. But is that reputation justified? Feels like it's been a while. It does. Yeah. Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Ah, uh, Dennis the Wildcard Perkins. How are you? Uh, Just went a hair above we went. He gave this episode a C plus. All right, that's pretty low for them. Tis the 30th season shows what The Simpsons is like when the inspiration's left out. A blandly pleasant family sitcom with a few lazy surreal touches thrown in. That's pretty much exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. Well, well done, Pickle Man Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. If uh, he stops being the wild card, Pickle Man Perkins is pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'm Pickle Dennis. <laughs> all right. And that was that episode. And now we're going all the way to season 15 to watch an episode called Tis the 15th Season. BT, what's this episode? About the 15th season. <laughs> Oh my god, are you making me watch another Christmas special? <laughs> it's Christmas, after all. I'm going to fucking kill you guys. You're going to laugh, at least put some effort behind it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Fuck you guys. <laughs> and we are back, and we just watched a Teens Era episode. This was Season 15, Episode 7, Tis the 15th Season. First released in December of 03, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Michael Price. In this episode, it's a bunch of Christmas shit, but now it's in the teens era. Hey guys, what'd you think? It was better. Better, yes. Actually, more specifically, yeah, this is the one where Homer buys that talking astrolabe for himself and everyone mm. thinks he's selfish. Yep. Yeah. So he steals Christmas in the end. Yeah. Yeah. The Buddhist message was really lost I mean, on him there. Yeah. I don't know how we'd know any of that. Well, Lisa told him. He's he got a reputation of ignoring his daughter. <laughs> That's Sorry, daughters. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, wow. Case in point. Yeah, it was uh, like for a Christmas episode, which are usually pretty shithouse. It had some good laughs. The story was a bit, yeah. I think the bigger story is that he unknowingly just sold a Joe DiMaggio rookie card from Mr. <laughs> Burns for, he doesn't know how much money. No. Coin yeah. book guy could have made a million dollars off that. He just, yeah, emptied the cash draw, like... Yeah, and then immediately got Doritos dust on it and, licked yeah. it, and then licked it. <laughs> we didn't know comic book guy when he had an original copy of this alternate script for Star Wars tried to bilk Martin's mother out of it. So his reaction to that, it must be worth more by a lot. Yeah. 
knowing that he could just unknowingly empty his register yep. and know that even past deftly licking off yeah, the cheese, he'd be fine. Yeah. Also, I do have a slight problem with the amount of money that came out of the register and then the amount of money that Homer turned up at home with mm. was a vastly different amount. Yeah. It was literally coming out of his pockets and his coat when he got home. <laughs> yeah, this was like that Halloween episode where Bart wished for them to just have money appear out of yep. everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn monkey's paw. How about you, Beach? What stands out to you for better or worse? Salem is the capital of Oregon. I didn't know that. <laughs> Thank you, Astrolabe. Yeah, I thought it was Salem, Massachusetts, but uh, nope. This thing did remind me, I did remember seeing it at the time, and it reminded me of, like, Gowing's shit. Yeah. Remember Gowing's? Oh, I remember yes. Gowing's. Yeah, the Granny Mays for people that had more money. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that you bought for your unmarried uncle. Mm. <laughs> because it was like, it's a golf putt set that you do while you're on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Quirky things like that. Yeah. A pen holder, but it's a guy bending over and the pen goes in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Junk. <laughs> junk but mildly amusing junk yeah i always find stuff like that i understand why there's a shop because it's cool to look at but once you've seen the product you yep. know everything that the product does yep yeah you're like oh this is hysterical it's a knife holder but you stab caesar in the back with it you're like oh cool well i've seen all the things that this can do now so <laughs> why would i buy it i've experienced this to its fullest i once went to well, some boring place that had an equally boring gift shop and they had for sale a wooden block that had etched into it, or maybe burned, wood burning. This is the block. Put it down on the ground, walk around it, and then you can tell your doctor you've walked around the block. Ah, uh, I've seen oh. those, yeah. And I'm just like, that's the whole gag. Like, yeah. why would anyone now buy this? Yeah. yeah. Do, do now have it. Oh. I got a mild chuckle out of it. It is expended. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Buying it for 40 bucks is not going to help me get it again. But the funny thing is, like, the Gowings was like equidistant for like me, my brothers, and dad. And there was one Christmas where it was like <laughs> we like kind of got each other the same shit. And like, <laughs> yeah, we all went Gowings, to Gowings, didn't we? Christmas. Yes. Yup. <laughs> yeah, Gowings, RIP. I guess. Yeah, well. <laughs> I think so everyone long. had the same reaction. Oh, they've closed Gowings. Oh, okay, that's fine. Like, yeah, yeah that's in there. There's a men's department. Oh, the one at the city that still has the sign up? Yeah. Well, that's in Coles now or something, isn't it? Yeah, does it still have the Gowings thing on the side? Or? I don't think so. It's been a while since I've been in the city because yeah. of COVID. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, that thing. <laughs> what stands out to you from this episode, Phil? Oh, I loved yeah. when Homer does become non-selfish and buys gifts for each other. The photo cube that he buys for Lenny that he then <laughs> rounds the corners off so it won't poke him, hurt his eye and then pokes him in the eye <laughs> with the non-pokey corners. And Lenny goes, oh, wow, it only stings a little. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> That was a laugh out loud. But that was a weird bit. Especially like in terms of the callback to Lenny's eye where, you know, mm. not allowed to get jigs in it, not allowed uh, to get pudding, pudding in it, it. Uh, gets the spring attached with Moe's eye as well. Yep, I wrote down Lenny's eye playlist. Yep, definitely. Yeah, gross. <laughs> there was far too much singing in this episode for my liking. Mm-hmm. I had like at least three counts, maybe more. You know what? There are far too many of, and by too many I mean two, stop motion animation. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Like the first one. If you haven't been in the States and you haven't seen the Californian Raisins as an advertisement for I mean, Burger King? Brand? Raisins? I thought it was, no, like I think raisin it was Burger brand. King. Was it Bur- Why the hell was it Burger King? That makes uh, for a Sunmade commercial on behalf of the California Raisin Advisory Board. Right. Oh, that's a weird thing to advertise. Wait, anyway. What's the California Raisin Advisory Are they advising people to eat more raisins? Yeah, they're the people. How who- much advice do they have to give? It, it, actually, <laughs> there's a very good episode on Planet Money. 
about the monopoly of the Californian Raisin Board in California. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> it's quite interesting. They were formed in the mid-1900s to coordinate the regulation and promotion of the state's raisin crop. I do kind of love when there is just massive control and money in the stupidest <laughs> things. <laughs> the, the raisin money. Yeah, what like, are you in, drugs? Raisins, baby. Yeah, ooh, that's fuck. where the big green is. <laughs> Get the imports direct from Nicaragua. I was about to rob you, but fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want, want that coming back on me. <laughs> well, it's like my favorite one is the family that owned the company that makes the XYZ zippers, which has like an 80% share of the world's zippers, is just minted as fuck. Imagine what their house is. <laughs> I'm just going to bed. <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, that bit was pretty boring as well, because like I've seen just a little bit of the California raisins. Cause... Well, here the California prunes, legally distinct from. Ah, good point. And they're just doing what they do. It doesn't feel like a parody at all. Yeah, they're just vaguely parodying O Starry Night. But it goes for like a minute and a bit, I think. And then there was another one with Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Why was it? Which is also just, here's a long, boring Christmas show. And it's like, it's a Jimmy Stewart bit. It's not even like making fun of Jimmy Stewart. Mm. Like, did they just hire a new guy who was a claymation expert? I guess. Like, two. Well, you wonder, and is this part of the joke that, yeah, you're splashing out for claymation on your traditional cartoon show and they're just boring scenes that you're not doing anything with like i don't get it. i guess you can't have them doing anything script based because it must take forever and they have to start yeah. it has to be like a bottle that you can if you drop it it's not going to hurt the episode yeah. yeah and if you include it in it will just hurt it because it's there well this is around the era where they started doing movie ads that were 3d oh. generated like you remember the one with yeah. like pixar's cards or whatever yeah i remember that that was weird that but, came up like multiple times as well yeah. cards yeah I think you were there for that one. And Jack Nicholson's playing like the Jack. Yeah. Was this a real thing? Yeah, it was in The Simpsons. I swear you were on that episode. Sorry, and I was like, there, there is. I thought you was. I thought you were saying it was a movie. Oh, and I'm like, are you guys high right now? What if cards had feelings? (laughs) What if you cut them? Hey. What about the poor Suicide King? Oh, and there were a bunch of suicide jokes in this episode, yeah. too. Yeah, Gil very... and Mo, and everyone's gonna die. Yeah, and I think that's what sort of my big takeaway from this episode is that story-wise, it actually has a lot of the same problems as the other one that mm. we watched. It's only slightly more focused, though, yeah. and it still feels like this episode is in two halves of, yeah, selfish Homer and post-selfish Homer. Yeah, and then it turning on Ned Flanders really uh, didn't do much for me. No, that felt like that came out of nowhere because Ned Flanders just suddenly gets angry at Homer for Homer doing well. But in the preview, okay, in like uh, where Homer and Ned become friends, he starts hating Homer because Homer's really rubbing it in his face. Uh, whereas in this, Homer's just doing good for the right reasons and Ned gets angry. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he should sure. embrace this newly changed Homer and they could. They could be the Batman and Robin of yeah. doing nice things during the daytime. Yeah. I mean, this is a good example of your Flanderization. The original version of Flanders would have been ecstatic about this. Like, you know, when he takes Homer to help him out of the homeless shelter, originally to help. Yeah. And then Homer just gets bored and gets all the credit. That's him succeeding despite himself. Whereas here, he's actually doing good for good reason. And Ned's just like, but I'm the nicest guy in town. Fuck that damn bastard. Yeah. It was very strange. I did really, really laugh at the bit where... They introduce Ned being jealous of Homer, and Rod or Todd goes, Daddy, are you jealous of Homer for Brother Homer for being nice? And he's like, Maybe. And then Todd goes, I'm jealous of girls because they get to wear dresses. <laughs> and then it's just like, One problem at a time, son. 
I like this as well because it's not like being mean to Rod for wanting to. <laughs> yeah, the nerd's reaction is, "We'll come back to that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. It doesn't. That doesn't feel like a Flanderized mm, moment. That no. does feel like a. Let's bury this. Yeah, <laughs> that not, feels more like a Christian moment. Yeah, it's not like later where he goes, "Ah, oh, we'll fill your rocks pockets with rocks yeah. and throw you in the lake." It's like what? <laughs> Which is a line Ned actually says later on. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Rather than have you live with your homosexual uncle, I'll kill you. Yeah, I'll fill your pockets with rock and march you into the lake. Is that the same episode where they just cut to a guy tying a boat motor around his neck and jumping off into the into a pond? Oh, I think that was like Homer's fantasy. Yeah, yeah, that's right, because he couldn't rise to the occasion with Marge. That's right. And in his oh, fantasy, fucking he fucking hell. kills himself with an outboard. Just like, this is fucking weird. All right, this is the first time in 700 and, well, 177 episodes I feel like I've absorbed too much Simpsons. <laughs> like, the fact that these things have happened and I know about them yeah. feels wrong. Well, speaking of familiarity, how familiar so with this episode? Have you seen it before, BT? I must have, because it feels familiar, but I can't really remember. So I'll say yes, more times than Elliot. Phil? Bold claim. I don't, I don't think... I don't specifically remember it, but I feel like... Season 15, I've seen almost everything of anyhow, so it must have gone through my eyeballs, but not into my brain. Yeah, it's another one of these weird episodes where I recognize all the selfish Homer stuff really well, but the back end of the episode, actually, I could have been watching it for the first time. I wouldn't have been surprised. That's kind of the vibe I got, yeah. Because, yeah, I was like, oh, the Astrolabe, where does this go? Oh, really? Is that where it went? The Astrolabe was really just a MacGuffin of money, wasn't it? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I also don't like how it didn't really play much of a part in the rest of the story at all. Well, my problem yeah. was Homer gets this baseball card from Mr. Burns, immediately sells it, immediately takes that money to his family, spends some of that money on himself, and they're like, you're the most selfish man in the world. I was like, he did give you a bunch of money. That's true. <laughs> for like nothing, and all he didn't buy for you was a Christmas tree. Yeah. Which, you know, Lisa and her whole, you know, Buddhism thing. And yeah, <laughs> and why would Bart care about a tree? So maybe yeah. he's letting down Marge. Mm. Yeah, and Maggie, because babies like trees. That's his biggest <laughs> problem, though. Letting down Marge. When yeah. you've got two kids, yeah, yeah. it's the wife that's going to come back to get you. Just but, saying. They had nothing. They got a lot of things, but then they were mad they didn't have this other thing. Yeah. I mean, and all he got from his family was a two-man pair of underpants. Yeah. <laughs> Which I did kind of <laughs> like. Or a one-homer pair of underpants. <laughs> I did like, she goes, can I borrow both your assistants for a second and just have them both stand in the underpants? She's like, <laughs> yeah, that's his size. Yeah, didn't need the whole folding it in the triangle out of the American flag I thing. almost yeah. like it, just because sometimes you do get things that are packed in such a way, like, I will never get it back in this box, and I don't know how you did that. Who's ever put a camping tent back in its bag oh i mean always back in its bag to an extent mm. yeah oh definitely but it's like i've smushed a daddy long legs in there and it's just bits and pieces hanging out and a blob of head i think i might enjoy camping a lot more if it wasn't for having to pack up the tent yeah the best mm. way to do camping is like in a luxurious motorhome <laughs> yep. with separate toilet and shower yeah separate <laughs> motorhomes yeah how about the wackiness was this a particularly wacky episode of the simpsons there's a weird bit where Marge is eating the last pork chop and just sobbing with joy. And even like Homer even calls out, you're acting a little weird right now. But I was just like, yeah, this is, what are we doing right now? Like, yeah. well, tears are the sweetest sauce. And it's like, what am I supposed to take away from this? Yeah, like the joke that she's always waited for her husband to offer her the last pork chop. That's yeah, something. But then her crying is just, just hulking yeah, into some pork. It's either like, <laughs> This is all she's ever wanted, and she's finally got it, and I should feel terrible that's yeah. as low as she's aimed and how long she's been denied it, or something else entirely is going on here. I don't know. Weird moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that I think that scene got yes ended and two it died. Yeah. Yeah, they were going for a bit of cartoon wackiness through the dodgy area of town. I kind of like the snowman being murdered, but I think everything else was just lazy, like, homeless people jokes. Yeah, everything else was pretty... Simpsons had done it many times before. Yeah. yeah. Snowman with the axe through his head. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, for a visual representation that you're in the wrong side of the tracks, sure. You know, it'll <laughs> not, do it. Not even a snowman is safe. I'm like, yeah. why does... Turns out, pays $2 for a tree... Uh, I think it was actually a dollar seventy-five. He got change. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's even stranger. Well, yeah. In the pilot, you know, he had absolutely no money then. Yeah. And he went to a random farm and stole a Christmas tree. Yeah. So I thought this was going to go, but no. Well, yeah. Maybe he's yeah that afraid because that guy had a shotgun. Yeah, I do like his line of "There, isn't it sufficient?" <laughs> I do it, like it's a bit dry, and he's like patting it, <laughs> catches fire. <laughs> Things catching fire playlist. Mm. This and the cornflakes. <laughs> Uh, there was a bit of the kids lassoing the bushes with uh, uh, Christmas yeah. tree lights and Homer lassoing accidentally two doves and killing them. Yeah. And then burying them in the snow like all sins. Yeah. And then talking about burying snow, the grandpa bit where he's like, oh, this blind old senile man has worked his way into my heart. And then you see outside <laughs> the windows, grandpa's like, I can't find my way home and it's cold. And he's just like, I heard you the first five times. <laughs> yeah, brutal. <laughs> I- Tell you what else was brutal. Sack was when he's watching the Mr. Magoo rip-off special and Mr. Magoo's head is on fire for like 10 seconds and like, yeah. wow, this is this is a brutal moment. But then he just continu- the movie continues as normal. Like, <laughs> Didn't this man die? All right. Yeah. Have you guys seen any Mr. Magoo? This is a blind spot in my cartoon watching. I've seen enough parodies to know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've seen it once and then was bored yeah. instantly by it. Yeah. Well, I liked the Simpsons speaking, you know, cartoony moments and stuff, doing a bit of the Christmas carol as well. And I've sort of said on this podcast before that I am very likely to cry in a cry movie when I'm yep. on a plane. Yep. And on the last plane trip I Muppets took, actually, Christmas carol. I watched Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. Michael Caine. What an amazing Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> and especially here's a like, what about Tiny Tim? You're like, oh. No. And then he's like, what about Mr. Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> that is a very thin Venn diagram of you, a sad Christmas movie, and a plane that yeah. all has to go together. Yep. Yeah. The stewardess must be terrified. <laughs> yeah, they see me on the plane again. Oh, fuck, he's put on Hunt for the Wilder People. He's, yeah. he's destroyed. I feel like, like those will be your ghosts. You'll get like you know, ghost of airplanes past. Through <laughs> <laughs> that time, you rolled Maltesers down to first class. <laughs> Those jerks had it coming. Did they? But yeah, there were some other good Christmas parodies, uh, Christmas Carol here with um, yeah. fucking... Family Matters, Steve Urkel. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That was and not bad. I liked that they were out of that pretty quickly. And then yeah. Star Trek. the Star Trek one worked really well as well. I didn't find the elongated Star Trek one Yeah, either. kind of like the first one gave you enough. I don't know what else they would have done apart from did I do that yeah. Urkel. Yeah. So they were good idea to get out of that properly. Star Trek one, like it was longer, but it had enough gags in it to make it worthwhile. Yeah, and even Marge's postline is like, that one actually looked enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and also, I love the animation in that as well, like to step mm. out from Simpsonsing stuff. Yeah. It was almost new Archer-esque. Yeah, yeah. definitely. A little closer to the uh, Star Trek animated series. The what? The Star Trek animated series. That's the thing? E- excuse That's me. thing. Have you not seen that, you know, meme of um, animated Captain Kirk being like, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I thought somebody had just cartooned eyes Captain yeah, Kirk. Yeah, it, was a, it was a TV show for a little bit. There we go. The less you know. There's meant to be another one coming out, like Star Trek The Lower Deck or something. I don't know. Oh, is that like the Triple X one? <laughs> uh, we find out what they really use the holodeck L- for. Lieutenant Uhura, I need you in the Jeffrey's tube, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know if you can uh, apply a wah pedal to a theremin, but if you can. <laughs> I guarantee you, you can. <laughs> Get me both those things! Oh, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> um, but how about the heart of this episode? How do we feel with the emotional core? It just got lost towards the end. Like, if Homer was meant to be reformed and doing good things, then the idea of him stealing Christmas just came out of nowhere too rapidly to, for me to really care. And other than that, it was just, he's being nice now. Good. Yeah, and it feels weirdly like the same ending of the Funzo episode. I was going to say, yeah. Where, yeah, they steal all the Funzos and then they talk about how Christmas is over-marketed yeah. and shit. But, I mean, at least they come to the fair conclusion of Lisa saying, let's just agree that the over-commercialization of Christmas is a mixed blessing at best. So, yeah. Yeah, fair. yeah, and it didn't feel like this one had that ending. It was like... He stole the presents, then he gave them back. Frank has a bra at the end. Yeah. Yeah, most suicides. Yeah. Everyone sings again. Yeah, the ending of this episode really brought it down for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. feel like Christmas episodes always have, because you know it's got to be a moral about Christmas and family, yep. you've got an uphill battle to even like get to that point. And yeah. then it's always a terrible payoff. Like I've never, well, to put it in your perspective, Elliot, I've never been on the plane and cried at a crying movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm well, never going to get upset or overwhelmingly enjoy or even get the goosebumps for a Christmas yeah, it's, it's never going to do it for me. Yeah. Well, no, it's not why I've never, like, made the Christmas episodes timely to mm. actual Christmas time, because, like, me personally, I don't I don't like Christmas. Like, uh, I think it is, like, this weird extra birthday that families have, and, like, we have to decorate it with all this green and red tacky shit and the same fucking 20 songs, Beach. I know I shouldn't complain. I'm not in retail. <laughs> <laughs> At least you understand the problem. <laughs> but also, you still can complain. You just yeah. have to make sure that Ben knows that he can usurp your complaint. <laughs> well, and that's why the classic era Christmas episodes of The Simpsons, like, are so distinct and lovely because it wasn't a common trope yeah. for them. And they tend to usurp the message somewhat. Yeah. You know, yeah, they have a, a nice family Christmas, but that they get that from finding a stray dog at the dog track. Yeah, in the you pilot, know? and then the next one wasn't until season seven with the Bone Storm episode, and mm. fuck, everyone knows how deeply that one cut. <laughs> and then after that was the uh, Bart Melts the Tree episode, another, like, really good one. What was the Bone Storm one? You know where Bart steals the video game and uh, uh, gets called shoplifting? Yes, and, right. Yeah. Hello, mother. His leaves are a cap granada. <laughs> what I take away from this one is I almost feel like there was a, a uh, Christmas Carol esque moment where, like, the you know producers are like, "No, all you writers are working on Christmas." Ah! And then they fell asleep on their desk and woke up. Went, "What am I saying? Go home to your families. Just finish the bit you're working on and get out of here." And they just rushed the ending and then all went home and had a lovely turkey dinner. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, I'll get into more of it when with what I'd change. But, yeah, I think this episode is unevenly weighted in the wrong parts. Anyway, Mm. but does it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? These are characters we all know and love. I mean, Homer learns a lesson from television and then takes it too far. That's pretty Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone was kind of on point, but no one was... It almost feels like no one really featured enough to really be able to say. Like, all I've really got here is... California prunes and Jimmy Stewart <laughs> and that's like 40% of the episode somehow yeah I think Ned was the only one that was really off point for me I thought Lisa was a lot because mm. when Homer comes in and goes I've got a bunch of money and we're gonna go to the most expensive shopping center that this town has yeah Lisa would normally be like well well also she's a Buddhist yeah, yeah. we're gonna bring up the Buddhist thing later start that now yeah when she's all like 
Oh, uh, well, I go with you guys, but I don't really care about material things. Or she'd be happy about getting things with others, maybe, you yeah. know, even though she doesn't want anything. I but know, that would have been a great place to set up the callback for later. Yeah, because yeah. then Homer could be like, oh, Lisa, why aren't you mad at me? And she'd be like, oh, I don't really care about these material things. Yeah, better episode. Done. Easy. Right. <laughs> and all it took was a few beers and three people in a warm room. Elliot, start the email. Dear at the Simpsons. <laughs> First of all, give your staff more time off during Christmas. <laughs> yeah, don't or pee. less, one or the other, I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, do less episodes, but work fucking harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a bad plan. <laughs> but yes, no, would you watch this one again? No. Uh, there's nothing else to really pull from this other than watching Marge be a stan of being a fan of Christmas Star Trek. Yep. So that, that's pretty hard. I might watch it again, maybe in the context of a playlist, like a Christmas playlist. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no one's ever watching that playlist. <laughs> Not even on Christmas? What about Len- <laughs> Lenny's Eye playlist? <laughs> Lenny's Eye playlist. <laughs> but what other episodes might pair well with uh, this one? Star Trek references. Yep. Like, so very tired. <laughs> I cannot- again with the Klingons. <laughs> fucking hell that was a great season it's, i like that it's just that one line and yeah. it's oh, so good weird different animation styles just shoved in there so have your pixar cards maybe also have worker and parasite oh yeah um <laughs> the original wap <laughs> yeah claymation one specifically uh the mm. davy and goliath yeah, one they had that was weird let's go pipe bump plan parenthood <laughs> fucking didn't yeah. expect that from a Meryl. simpsons joke Jesus. what would you change about this episode beach i think everything we've already just said like, there's some ideas that work, but, you know, have Ned be upset for more of a reason. And you can do that. It's pretty easy. Just have Homer's niceness be arrogance, or he doesn't understand the work that goes into being a good person all the time, or something. They've literally done it before. You can just retread that, because you're going to a different outcome. Yeah. If that's what you want to do with this episode, I find a different ending. It's so weak. And if you're going to have this Buddhist thing, like we said, lay that foundation earlier. It's, again, it's right there. It'd be nice if Lisa was part of the thing rather than Santa's little helper. Because he added nothing to it either. And also, Sadie produces now. You can have one stop motion bit. <laughs> you have to pick which one. One per decade. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot. Yeah, that ending was referencing the Grinch who stole Christmas as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. With Homer stealing all the Sliding through the thing While like a singing, I might add. <laughs> yeah. What would you like to change, Phil? Less singing? I mean, A... Remove all the claymation and the singing, obviously. Yeah. I would just say this is an episode that was backwards to what my usual complaints for the episodes are, is this did all the little side gags quite well. Like there was a lot of good little throwaway lines, like look all the comedy was there. Yeah. It was just the main line was lacking in a reasonable direction. I think it was just it started out okay. Yep, Homer's selfish. Then it kind of got lost for the whole Christmas thing, and then it really got lost with the whole I'll steal everyone's presents to make them happy. Yeah. Yeah. Because Homer's like good at getting weird ideas off TV or from somewhere else, but this is a idea that would go against his grain to the core. Yeah. Like he loves getting things. Ergo the Atomizer 500 or whatever the hell that thing was that just sprouted out weird facts. Astrolabe. Astrolabe. Whatever I still don't even know what the hell that is, apart from a giant electronic it's clock. It's a thing that charts um, like star movements, I think. But why can you buy one that tells you when Jackie Weaver was born? Because it's also digital and tacky. Yeah, so I just think they just need to figure out what the main story of this episode was. Like, there was mm. a lot of good gags. Yeah, and if you again, if you wanted to be about Homer getting rid of everyone's material possessions, have him be happier now that he's gotten rid of his presence or something. Yeah. 
I don't know, something. It's yeah, there, he, just... he could be the extreme of I'm being the nicest guy. And I actually, this is where I thought this episode was going. Mm. He was getting such kudos from being nice that he was going to then ruin his family's Christmas by giving right. away everything they had mm. until they had nothing. But yeah. that didn't happen either. Yeah, and then just... that challenges Lisa's preconceived notions that she doesn't need material goods. Mm, yeah. Right, guys. And we can finally take on the Buddhists. Yeah. <laughs> finally. Well, you know, the best thing about taking on the Buddhists is they don't fight back. Just yeah. make sure you don't, you don't get the monks because they can same. be slightly And dangerous. yeah, as what I change, yeah, totally agree with all that. The story needs more direction. I reckon you probably could have spent the first two acts on Homer being selfish and doing selfish mm-hmm. deeds at this time of year when we're meant to be giving and all that sort of shit. And the last act, I reckon, can be, yeah, Homer being nice to a fault. But also, again, not that he's purposefully trying to undermine Ned, but his efforts are going a little bit beyond what Ned used to do. Mm-hmm. And then the people who used to receive that stuff from Ned Stucker, yeah. oh my god, we used to only get cheese sandwiches and Bible verses. This guy built us a skate rink. Yeah, well, that's something. Especially when Ned comes into the homeless shelter and he's like, everyone's going to get a cheese sandwich and a side order of sin. Like, he's mm. giving people niceties with conditions yeah homers was just doing it because that's what the script said that he was doing Mm. but in terms of the story he was doing it to kind of make everyone happy again that's it it's just yeah still continuing the flanderization um sorry just looking beyond your feet Uh. oh we're at the any other notes section (laughs) (laughs) 174 episodes bt do you have any other converse chuck taylor all stuff wait sorry reading your (laughs) shoes (laughs) just stop looking at his shoes They're magnificent. Uh, yeah, I got some converse. Sorry, I have some things to converse. Hey, hey, hey. So that was very conversial. Yeah, if you're going to start a <laughs> podcast about Chuck Taylor's, yeah, the conversation. Uh, yeah. Converse nation. Converse mm. nation. There's anyway. so many places you could go. Mm. The long con. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> con air. Con air. Con pot air. <laughs> uh, canvassing the area because they're made of canvas. Oh, my God. Rubber sole. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, why are we doing more shoe things? <laughs> Soul and lace. Would you yeah. stop podcasting oh. about your shoes? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I do like they have, at the beginning, with Channel 7 have their big, you know, annual Christmas thing, and they just have a cardboard cutout of Kent. Yeah. I could yeah. have done without the line of, he's in rehab again. I just like that he's contractually obligated to have a cardboard cutout of himself that instead of right. him being here. Uh, I like Snowball in the Christmas sweater. Yeah. Just flopping around the ground trying to get it off. It was funny. No one has ever successfully put Christmas <laughs> clothes on pets. Nope, they do and, not like it. And I also like how it's irritating Homer as well. Yeah, hey. and the, to the same type of animation. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Nez's line, ah, for the love of puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will want to remember, but will not. Uh, and finally, Mole Man is dead. Mole Man is dead again. Mm, wolves <laughs> ate his head. I didn't mind this Mole Man death. Yeah, so this was fine. This is a good example of you lose a character not realizing they're being a loser. Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, good, rescue dogs. I thought it was a good explanation as to the yeah. Christmas star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> last flare. <laughs> star. You're dead. <laughs> he's died so many times. Poor Mole Man Death playlist. There we are. Hell yeah. How about you, Phil? Any other notes? I like where Homer goes, Thanksgiving Christmas dinners, takes his pants off and his stomach grows to the sound of 2001. He's like, see you in spring, toes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, I was terrified by the female Burns, Kathy. Mm. <laughs> Kathy yes. from uh, Personnel? HR, I think. HR. Mm. Oh, that was... It was a pretty good misdirect as well with the whole, you know, he's standing right behind me, isn't he? And Burns was... is just like, oh, that is Kathy. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I like the misdirect that they didn't do the, oh, I just said what you said about me, but... Yeah. yeah. The Mrs. Like a... Ugh. 
It just, <laughs> it just got under my skin in not good ways. Mm. I like how Homo <laughs> defends his decision by buying the Astrolab, saying, but whatever makes me happy, it makes me less abusive to the children. It's trickle-down happiness. <laughs> <laughs> that down. was good. Um, oh, I did laugh out loud where Neg got Bart an Operation Krusty the Clown, and he does it. He's like, hey, you tweezed my wang. <laughs> and the weird thing was... When Homer was a Grinch and he chloroformed one of Apu's babies. Yeah. Drugging people playlist. Yeah. And while singing at the same time. It's yeah. a double no-no in the film. He <laughs> drugged a child in this episode and a teddy bear, which is less of an offense, but still. But I think the Simpsons need to realize they've peaked on chloroform jokes in the Who episode where uh, they go to chloroform the guard and Homer just walks up and goes, I'll give you this chloroform if I yeah. can meet the Who. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a great mystery. Oh, great. No, that's it. Yeah. You've that's, done... that's the best it's going to get. It's one of these areas that Simpsons keep returning to for jokes yeah. that, like, if it was ever funny once, it's just in such diminishing returns. Like, fucking asbestos. Yeah. Like, they yeah. get that in... Heroin so... jokes, they love them now. They do not work. Yeah. And, yeah, drugging people. They're just... They're all over it. All over it. And my final notes. Mr. Burns calls the Christmas bonus a boni. This is around the era where they th- I think they stopped losing the Burns-isms yeah. and just had him saying words funny rather than... You have than... to look up so many old-timey words to get it. It's a lot of work. The sauruses <laughs> aren't that expensive. Yeah, but it's the flicking through them that makes <laughs> It's the time, Elliot. Um, it's the dead trees to make the thesauruses. <laughs> I wish I had another way of figuring out what that was called, but I don't. Is there another word for thesaurus? <laughs> Feels ironic if there isn't. <laughs> To the thesaurus. <laughs> Similar word meaning book. Ah. Uh, and speaking of Burns as well, I liked the bit with Homer in the church bugging him to donate more, but I could have done without the blood thing. Yeah. And also, you didn't need to do it three times. Nah. Once was it. Just him just bashing the collection plate against his head. That was it. Ned uses pain to get over his problems. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pulling at his mustache. Not very S&M at all. <laughs> Oh, man. Imagine if Ned had a kinky uh, Yeah, imagine if side. he was a uh, dominatrix on the side. <laughs> Dominatrix. Ooh. Sexy. <laughs> Have you got something to say there, BT? Well, not really, because they're all, you know, reference book, glossary, lexicon, onomasticon. I like that one. That sounds like a dictionary that just only has lyrics from Mastodon in it. Ooh, I would love that. <laughs> what does clandestiny mean? President. Christmas present, please? Christmas president. <laughs> I'll take that as well. It's time to rank this thing. Uh, Phil, you can go first. Uh, I think I'm going to bronze this one. It wasn't as terrible as the last Christmas one, mm-hmm. but I can't make any promises. If you make me watch another Christmas one, I might explode. Yeah. Yeah, look, to me, this is such laundry playlist stuff. I'm definitely not hating it enough to give it a participant, um, but it's only just barely getting over the line for me. And yeah. it's just because, yeah, I have a good handful of jokes that means this isn't unpleasant to watch, but yeah, it does really fall short in the analysis. Uh, BT, finish it off. Uh, I was going to participant, so yeah. Oh, well, apparently it falls short in someone's analysis. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I have spent the last couple of minutes writing Christmas President. Um, <laughs> so I was distracted but I already made up my mind So, nah actually and with it averaging out into a dull bronze this falls in line with the other season 15 episodes to be called a dull bronze it'll be joining the way we weren't where Homer remembers when him and Marge met when they were even younger than they thought they originally uh, right. met an episode I thought I hated more than I did and my big fat geek wedding where Edna Krabalfa starts dating comic book guy mm, what the fuck yeah yep Breaks up with Skinner and goes with the comic book dude. She has no type, does she? Mm. <laughs> She's a complete and, renegade. And the last person Rebels. she married was Flanders. Yeah. 
From Skinner to comic book guy to Flanders. There's not even any similarities apart from they all use the same bathroom. Yeah, and the buffet of life, you know, she's... Uh... Sampling a little bit of everything, you know, I guess. Yeah, but you can't <laughs> live at a buffet. Well, anyway. Well, she's <laughs> dead now, so she definitely... She died from too much buffet sex. <laughs> definitely cutting this out of the episode. Should have put a sneeze guard on there. <laughs> Especially in these unprecedented times. Mm. All right, we've done Tis the 30th season. We've done Tis the 15th <laughs> season. Tis the 30th. Does anyone want to have a guess of what we're moving on to next? Don't tis you fucking dare. the zeroth dare. season. Okay, tis the treason. We're going to watch Homer's triple bypass. We'll be back. <laughs> you sneaky fucker. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> no more Christmas. Woo! And we are back and we just watched our classic and final episode of the evening. This was Season 4, Episode 11, Homer's Triple Bypass. First released in December of 92, it was directed by David Silverman, written by Gary Apple and Michael Carrington. In this episode, Homer gets a triple bypass. What do we think? Fabulous. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not Christmas. It's not bloody Christmas. Well, it it might be. Like This episode was released in December, so... This uh, could have taken place in time where Simpsons didn't care about Christmas. Mm. Now, what really impressed me about this one is just how consistent it was with just the joke quality as well. Because, I mean, yeah. a lot of, you know, really great ones, the classic era we talk about, they're really, really front-end heavy with all the jokes. And then it kind of, you know, is a bit more story-driven for the rest of it. Now, this is all the way through. I don't think, you know, 10 seconds went by without a solid laugh or a really iconic moment. And it's going to be one of those ones that's hard to rank because some of these iconic moments are just ingrained in my brain. Like, for instance, bed goes up, bed goes down, <laughs> bed goes up. Bed goes down. Is that actually funny? I don't know, but I can't get that out of my nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot in there that I remember from mm. seeing, well, the first time that I would have seen it, which would have been 20 years, 30. <laughs> Play count. How many times have you seen this episode? <laughs> 20 years. What? Yeah, <laughs> I reckon I've seen this probably. It's got to be in the 20s. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah, this is one of those very special episodes of The Simpsons that mm. doesn't feel like a very special episode, really. Yeah. It only has one real sentimental moment where Homer quietly stops to pray, and you get that sandwich between jokes of Ned praying, thanking God for baby little ducks, and sweating to the oldies, one, two, and four. Yeah. And, uh, the <laughs> Fucking ne- what happened in three? <laughs> <laughs> the nurse just being like, shh, no praying. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. And, like, all the jokes come really organically mm-hmm. in the situation for the situation. Like, there's not any weird... Family Guy pressure of flashbacks or jump cuts to completely different situations. Yeah. But I think it's like the strength of the earlier Simpsons where they just run with an A story and they just put all the effort into making that A story great. And it ends up being a great story. Like Mm. you get into Homer has a bad heart almost instantly. Like literally the first thing you see, he's eating in bed. (laughs) Marge is like, I don't know if she'd eat this much in bed. And he literally has... More food than you could get, sensibly get on a queen size bed. Yeah. <laughs> like he had a fondue set for God's sakes, <laughs> a cake, a full turkey, a plate of pasta, <laughs> yeah. pizza. Who's eating a turkey and cake at the same time? It's <laughs> just man. impractical. I mean, good lord. I don't know. With uh, all the eating in bed that I've been doing since COVID, you know, I think I'm picking up some good ideas from this dude. <laughs> like, you know, mm, fondue. <laughs> <laughs> why haven't I tried to combine my roast turkey with some fondue? One day it's going to be like uh, Elliot. Why is a uh, you know the clothes machine washing machine that's the one why is our washing machine clogged with cheese uh, i had an accident with the fondue set oh well yeah <laughs> so i think at that stage you just throw sheets out don't you i would think you've so. got well hardened... no you can save the sheets from the fondue it's the mattress that's the hard thing to get the melted yeah, cheese i feel out like of. maybe that's why you can flip mattresses over ah flips it over there's the chocolate stain the chocolate, ah, chocolate fondue <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> like, maybe fondue is not a great idea <laughs> 
Uh, when will they build a stable fondue? Or a fondue-proof mattress. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hear it, Mr. Sleep. What's a Australian bed chain <laughs> anymore? Be like, I'm a man who likes to eat fondue in bed. <laughs> what can you show me to help that? What have you got in a Teflon mattress? You know, you know those ads where they put down a glass of wine and then the oh, other yeah. person jumps on like, the other side? Oh, it's like, doesn't I get that fondue? <laughs> like a fondue fountain. That's, uh, that's quite a claim. Yeah. You could eat fondue and not upset your partner. <laughs> Finally! Ap- apart from emotionally. Do you stop eating fucking melted cheese? <laughs> Never. You, you knew who I was when you married me. <laughs> in sickness and in health, in cheese melted or solid. In cheese in all forms. Gaseous, liquidious, solidus. Gaseous cheese. BT, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse? Oh, that's tough. Um, I am going to have to go with, we just get some vintage burns in this one, where mm. he's just watching Homer on the camera is like that's right keep eating little do you know you're getting closer to the poison donut there's a point i was talking about smithers uh no we spoke to the lawyers and they said it would be murder they considered it murder <laughs> like we had to go to the lawyers and they said it would be murder yeah, yeah damnation i just backed that up with his whole you know you know oh you're the type of guy i could really dig a grave for which yeah. is so stupid but so good and they just oh well send a ham to his widow yeah uh, talking of iconic moments, this hut in the box while Homer's reacting to Mr. Burns' mm-hmm. stuff is, I think it's been referenced in several clip shows by this point. Oh yeah, for sure. And I do really like when his heart does finally seize up on him, the kind of, you get like flashes of suits of cards and yeah. stuff. It's a weird touch, but I really like it. It's just to show you just how broken this thing has gotten. It's like, here's a cartoon version of a heart and also spade, club, diamond, on also heart, crack. <laughs> yeah, it's like lightning, lightning bolt. A flash, a camera flash, and then the glass cracks. I really, actually, that was going to be my iconic thing out of this episode because it's mm. such a clever, clever way to show exactly what's going on, so that you're aware of the situation without overly describing what's going on. And mm. even though it is a picture-in-picture window heart, which is kind of a bit weird and dumb when you think a bit about fourth it, wally, but, yeah, um... but it works so well to show you what you can't see. And then they actually play gags out of it. Mm. So like every time Mr. Burns is like going, don't worry, we're just here for a chat about, oh, I do love, you are echinate innocuous. Like, <laughs> Your indolence is inefficacious. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> huh? he's like, it means you're terrible. Ah! <laughs> and you can see the heart be like, oh, I guess that's fine. Oh no, it's terrible. Yeah. All right. So indolence means avoidance of activity or exertion or laziness. And inefficacious. I don't even know how I'm going to spell that. I mean, it sounds like it belongs in a Mary Poppins song. Sure. <laughs> inefficacious. Inefficacious, immobilacious. But just while you're doing that, it does kind of remind me, there's an episode of MASH where they've got some guy who's got, you know, two hours to live. And as soon as someone says that, a little timer pops up down the bottom of the screen and starts counting oh, down. Yeah. And it's one of those weird things where it's like, if you only ever do it like once, it's really effective. If you did it a lot, it would become really kind of overdone and stupid. But once kind of is is good, I think. Yeah. Well, what it forces you to do or what you force yourself to do in that situation is you, you're playing to the timer or you're playing mm. to the heart in a box. Mm. Yeah. So you can't just have it there as a thing that pops up in occasion and you just carry on as normal. You've got to like throw your jokes to that or yeah. use that as a as a thing yeah well mm. i mean it's already been described accurately in the dialogue and stuff and also homer's yeah underestimating of it you know that feeling when a thousand burning knives are stabbing you in the chest <laughs> i oh, got that, that right feeling. now <laughs> and in if and it's like inefficacious like uh, effect more okay i thought it was inefficacious inefficacious meaning not producing the desired effect so basically yeah your laziness is not producing the desired effect yeah, yeah. that yeah, means cool. you're terrible <laughs> 
I do love that his spirit goes back into his body because Marge is getting a ham. Yep. <laughs> like that's so, I know you haven't really seen much of that Homer for a long time, but that just will do anything for good food mm. is like such an old trope of Homer that I've missed in the new stuff. Like I haven't heard him say, mmm, sacrilegious or anything yeah. like that, or even be like putting two weird foods together because it saves time on chewing. Like there's been nothing like that for so yeah. long. This is a great example of classic golden retriever Homer, who's just you yeah. know loves a good ham and hey, this bed goes up and down. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Yet somehow has like understands fully what the heart operation will involve <laughs> when it comes time to explain it with the puppets, but can't get yeah. what Hibbert's saying. <laughs> I do love you, Dollar Dollar Shade. We're gonna cut you open and tinker with your ticker. <laughs> I do think that's kind of because I recently just watched BT and I's uh, web series Dave Plus One, a romantic comedy about people who abandon romance. And, oh my god, uh, I watched the first three episodes of that recently. Oh, how weird. That's my our first episode is up to 1500 views. Nice, oh, yeah. but. There's a bit where the speed dating one where we have the cougar talk to Zach and she's like, oh, I'm bored. Do you want to go home? Do you want to get out of here? And he's like, go on. She's like, do you want to go home and have sex? And he's like, I'm, I'm listening. listening. <laughs> she's just like, uh, I don't know. That, that's it. That's it. I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my lady friend mentioned the web series and yeah, we watched the first three episodes together, mm. which Aww. was... I didn't know you had a lady friend. Yeah. Oh, congratulations on hey, your lady friendship. Hey, lady friend. <laughs> Hello, Elliot's lady friend. One day you'll have a name. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm not sure Fairly whether it. I should mention it on the podcast, you know. That's a lot mm. of pressure. Privacy yeah. and all. Yeah. Podcast. But, yeah, how about you, Phil? What stands out to you for better or worse? Oh, I'm just looking at my notes and it's literally just two pages of scribbled, oh, yeah. scribbled happiness. Yeah, I normally <laughs> do one page. This has a page and three quarters of just so many great moments. Oh, hell yeah. I will say... If there is a negative to say about this episode, it is obviously a short episode because mm. there are a few of those moments where you can tell they took a couple of extra bites. Yeah. Like, bed goes up, bed goes down. <laughs> I know there were, like, five less of those in the script. Yeah, and you said it was a long intro as well. And yeah. But, I mean, I think that's all to stay in the A story, which, yeah, to cut to a B would have really taken away from the drama of this. So I'm very glad they that's how they completed it. Well, I was going to say, that's what stands out to me, is the cop segment does feel very tacked on in uh, that true. way. Oh, but uh, it's so good. It's very yeah, good. I do like they're watching cops. And yeah. <laughs> and then this shooting and it's a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I do, I do love, like, if, if they just, just for one beat became, like, cops meet Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> or just pulling all the weapons out of Jasper's beard. Yeah. <laughs> And even the pullback and reveal with the space mutants and then they're using the copter to watch yeah. it at the drive-thru. <laughs> Which I learned about helicopters recently. Mm. You know they use them to dry cherries in cherry orchids? Uh, that would make sense, To I guess. knock the dew off the cherries in the morning. It, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it grows mold on the cherries and it's just the fastest, easiest way of doing it. It's just a helicopter. Yeah. Just a helicopter, yeah. You get yeah. up for two hours in the morning and you buzz the tower of cherries. What do you do for a living? Oh, I hover over cherries. I drive a helicopter. Oh, cool. You must see some really cool stuff. Cherries. Just cherries <laughs> all day really close and up. all night. Also, I think you probably fly a helicopter, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Drive fly. I'm not a flylet, so I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, when Snake's getting away and he's like, uh, suspect is off in that direction of, uh, you know, that place that sells chili. Yeah. Uh, he's driving a car. Hatless. Repeat, suspect is hatless. Uh, and Jordan's anal corner. 
Jordan Jordan's anal corner. Anal corner. <laughs> Both deliveries of the Jordan's anal corner thing. Yeah, the shouty version and the casual version. Yeah, they say 742 Evergreen Terrace yeah. is Snake's house, which is weird because it's already like, but well been established anyway. I heard both of you two watching that go, well, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I think you're fine. <laughs> both of us pushing up our imaginary glasses because <laughs> we can see maybe, good, maybe, unlike Jordan. Maybe there are two burn on Jordan unnecessarily. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he wears glasses. Don't listen to this podcast, Jordan. Turn it off, turn it off. Isn't there too evil? It's too late. Maybe there are just two evergreen terraces in Springfield. And two 742s. Yeah. Poor postman, i got to say. It happens sometimes. Once mm. upon a time, I... When we were living in Kalara, I didn't get a package delivered, and I found out oh, it was the right. wrong suburb. There was the right house, house number, the right street, but the wrong suburb. I just drove down and said, "Hi, oh, did you get a bunch of um, archery targets?" <laughs> they're like, "Oh yeah, we did." Like, "Yeah, they're mine." They're like, "And I'll have you arrested for opening my mail." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because yeah, we had the same number, same address, mm. but like, yeah, different suburb, and it was only down the road. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's where my brother-in-law's present went. To those people. <laughs> was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? I think there was a lot of heart attack wackiness. Mm. Mm. There wasn't a lot of... It was very based in reality, I think. Yeah, but with well, some wackiness to sort of... Mm. French wackiness. Like, yeah. I like the emergency room and you've got, like, you know, Sideshow Mel stuck in the cannon and... <laughs> Telling you it's not going to uh, work. Akira awesome. is like got his hand stuck in the board that he karate chopped. Mm. The, I'm telling you it's not going to work when they're trying to light the cannon to get him out of it. <laughs> and it blows up and he's like, see, I told you. It's just like, that's such a good moment for literally a panning gag where yeah. they've gone yeah. through four visual gags with nothing and then just kaboom. The doctor's lighting the fuse for some reason and they're doing it inside. Like there's so much in that one second of comedy. It's excellent. Yeah, of course that'd be everyone's first instinct. Like, mm, more gunpowder. <laughs> and actually, yeah, to be fair, they tie in the cops thing again there with uh, Chief Wiggum getting jaw his locked. jaw yeah. locked. I do like how happy Lou looks. <laughs> Put my whole hand in there. <laughs> Watch you. my whole hand in there. Have you guys ever gotten jaw locked before? No, it sounds terrifying. I didn't actually know if it's a thing or the Simpsons just made it up. I think it usually locks shut, but I do think... Is it a tetanus thing? Well, that, yeah, that's the experience thing, yeah. I had because I, I yeah, used to be a cigarette smoker and yeah. very proud of the fact that I could blow smoke rings. You were very good at them. But like, what the action involves is you actually clicking your jaw mm-hmm. and at some point I'd just done it that much that, yeah, like my jaw started locking up and stuff. Mm. So, yeah, I stopped doing that. But I didn't quit smoking for a good while until... <laughs> until you did, and we're still proud of you. Well done, Elliot. Yep, haven't smoked in my 30s. Oh, excellent. And you're 65 now, so that's great. I am 31 now. <laughs> <laughs> smoking has ruined his life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, only 18 years old. Speaking of which, we got a bit of mole man death in this episode. Yeah, mole man just carting around the birthplace of Edgar Allan Poe for some reason. <laughs> I do like Simpsons' weird fascination of Edgar Allan Poe. I think it's just part of the American education system puts a lot of emphasis on his writings yeah. early on. But I don't know, this joke just seems to be so, like, this is obviously the 10th level of punch-up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, what's Homer stuck behind? A uh, car. Uh, all right, it's on a hill as well. Okay, and it sounds it's... like, no, truck, no. <laughs> truck carrying a house. Truck carrying a house of Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> yeah. Driven by a man whose glasses fall off. I love when Mormon goes to crash. The whole house catches fire before he even veers off the road. Yeah. <laughs> I do like where Homer, for some reason, the answer to getting this truck house out of the way is to ram it with your car. Mm-hmm. But I love that as he rams it, 
the weathercock just falls onto his bonnet <laughs> and he flicks it off with the windscreen wipers. Like in the most, not even like going, oh, that worked. Just like, ah, get this weathercock out and weather they out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then his heart starts to thump, 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 pulls in the garage. Like, oh, thank God. I thought it was my transmission. Drives off. <laughs> Remember that old Buick we just couldn't fix? I'm going to sell it to Mr. Stevens. You're a dull boy, Billy. Think that was, was uh, Plymouth and Mr. Nicopolis. Nicopolis. Well, they, went, they went full old school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know Plymouth, especially because my uncle used to have one, and that would be the cool thing when we were kids. Oh, we get to drive in the seat car with no seatbelts because he had it like a uh, classic car registered oh, right. yeah. in the 90s when you could still do that shit. Yeah. Was it a Plymouth Fury? That's the only type of Plymouth I know. Yeah. Uh, no, it's like a really rich green on the outside, and it had like really tacky sheep seats you know like the oh, fluffy yeah, yeah, yeah. oh right. i know sheep, lamb, lambskin yeah <laughs> sheep sheets <laughs> Sheep. he had his own second base mobile mm. yeah, yeah it was just bases in the background just went to a a bunch of baseball diamonds and stole second bases there is a great segue for a un- non-understanding virgin movie <laughs> i got the second base Yee-hee! i just run off to the baseball yeah. <laughs> she took me to second base boys it's like, here's a photo of us on the baseball diamond. Oh. She looks very confused. So am I. And then she gave me a blowjob. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're a dull boy, Billy. Anyway, yeah, lots of wackiness to talk about this episode. But, you know, an episode about Homer's triple bypass. We have got to talk about the babumps. Mm-hmm. And we've already talked about the thumps, but now let's talk about the bumps. No, I'll um, still say insistent that it's babumps. Wasn't uh, whatever. What I kind of wanted to bring up, I kind of like that um, Marge and Patty and Selma are just sitting around cutting coupons because it kind of harks back to the idea that the Simpsons are this middle class family, especially when they're like, "How much do we have in the checking account? Seventy five dollars." Good, good. Have we cashed any forty thousand dollars checks lately? <laughs> they're, they're, they're waiting to clear. Yeah, <laughs> like no. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things that yeah, this is a normal family. Yeah, they have a, a stupidly ridiculous house, but hey. Yeah, no, I didn't think about that, but you, that's a really good point. It is reinforcing that this is going to be a hard thing for yeah. them to afford. But without calling any attention to it whatsoever, they're all not, oh, wow, our budget's really tight, so we need to cut these coupons. Oh, would you all patty and sell me? No, they're just doing it because this is life yeah. for them. And yeah, they, it's yeah. just a normal average thing they do all the time. Like yeah. Five cents off hot leg wax. Was it? it was even better. Five cents off wax paper. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know if that's cooking or wax related. That's cooking. Yeah, yeah, baking paper. I believe we call it over here. Uh, there's. I've learned because one catches fire, one does not. That they're two different things, and ah. they're both available here. Interesting. And, as my new wife tells me, you can't put wax paper in the oven. Or no, that's incorrect. You can, mm. but with exciting results. Oh. <laughs> How exciting, like treasure map? Or? Uh, it looks like a treasure map. Sick. Apart from the bit that the cake was sitting on. Uh-huh. And that looks like... <laughs> that sounds like you learned a very specific lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say fire... Everyone had a waxy cake that night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I felt like we sort of said it before, but yeah, all the sentimental hearty moments were matched with a few good jokes, isn't it? Like with Homer giving the speech to the kids and, you know... This kid's like giving him each other's one speech mm. and Bart coming with, you're adopted and I don't like you. <laughs> Bart! <laughs> it's really, actually, that's, I don't know what it is about that scene, but it it's really heartfelt and touching. But at the same time, it's not in the slightest heartfelt and touching. Like Homer is literally saying what the other person is telling him to say to Bart and or Lisa. Mm. So the emotion there should be you're sad that Homer's a terrible father, not mm. you're sad for the scenario, because he's not even, even in this last moment of his last words to his kids, he's not redeeming himself. Mm. Well, I guess yeah. the idea that the 
the want is there, but he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. That's I agree. always the read I had, but mm. I get what you're yeah. saying. Oh, no, I'm saying it's, it's a great scene, and I think it does give you the bumps for that connection, and it works for what it is, but it shouldn't, because mm. the way that it is working is someone walking up to a girl and asking her the date, but his best friend's in a band <laughs> with a, an earpiece going, no, oh, you look hot in that dress. Which was at the end of episode three of Dave Plus One. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. having a weird flashback here. Yeah. Careful, his vision is based on movement. <laughs> <laughs> they were the opposite, he was listening to it. But yeah, but also the same thing with Maggie. He's like, oh, little Maggie, last time I'll hold you in my arms. Ah, stinky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, it works, and it's a really nice touching moment. But mm. now just thinking about it and breaking yeah. it down, it's like, well, the soundtrack moment is there. Like, it kind of swells up. And I do it's like definitely... it cuts right before, you're adopted, man. I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I think the music plays a big part in that scene. Yeah, and I think just the performance as well. And yeah, even I think the animation on the kids' reactions, like, they get what's going on. There's enough there, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and with Homer explaining it to the kids as well, where, you know, <laughs> with the finger puppets and everything. <laughs> this son is called a Drudel. <laughs> Yeah, like Droodle, and I also like his, uh, when recovering from the first heart attack and Hibbert's just slapping him around. He's oh. like, remember your hippopotamus oath. <laughs> what can't kill me? Can I make it stronger? Oh, it's quite the opposite. Look, you're as weak as a kitten. He's like, stop it. Yeah, how about this little bee? Those <laughs> 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 were really And like, it's funny. And it, I would say, had we seen that scene in a season 30, I, my mm. criticism would have been they had five goes at that one joke. Yeah. yeah. But it was still, I still liked it. And I still laughed because the bee thing was such a, a step up from just like him flapping his cheeks around <laughs> and pushing you. So I don't know if it was a very slight escalation each time. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, because you get layered jokes like with Homer saying the hippopotamus oath, which yeah. again, if it was a new episode, I feel like that would be the joke. You mm. know, what about your hippopotamus oath? Yeah. Whereas here is just a background thing and you notice it if you do. And mm. also just... Homer's reaction going from talking pretty normally to, oh, please. (laughs) And like Marge stopping him halfway through. He's got Homer's cheeks. He's like, all right, let's, you know, let's talk this through. (laughs) It's like when he's like, why, I could bash you with this medical two by four and you wouldn't fall down. But I have other appointments. (laughs) (laughs) No, Hibbert was great in this episode. The Mm -hmm. brand new scientific method of determining uh, uh, how heavy you are by slapping your tummy and timing it. (laughs) Look at that. Lower fly. (laughs) Yes. Cancel my one o'clock. Ah, love a good cancel my one o'clock joke or even before that it was just well we can't fix your heart but we can tell you exactly how damaged it is what an age we live in (laughs) (laughs) and i think they really pull the emotion with you know having to go the bargain surgery route Mm -hmm. and call up 1600 doc dorb (laughs) the bees for bargain i do like when dr nick comes on the tv and he's like do you have a medical expense and you can't afford it? And I was just like, boring. (laughs) Just about to change the channel. Like, wait, this is exactly the thing that you're after. That's, yeah, such undercutting the whole, you know. Miracle TV moment. (laughs) The convenient news report or the convenient ad, yeah. Yeah, with the TV in the background, suddenly it fades up to a thousand zombie-like creatures are walking down the highway in Springfield. (laughs) There is a good uh, XKCD comic, which is like, every time I leave the the house, I turn the news on for a minute, and whatever that story is, is, I assume, is going to be today's apocalypse. (laughs) 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 Or something like that. I've not phrased it Khloe Kardashian is in the news again. Oh, God. I was about to say, (laughs) and the cockatoo loves to surf. His owner told him two years ago, and he can't get enough of it. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are the characters behaving nicely? Ah, and... uh, 100%. Again, this is vintage Golden Retriever Homer. Mm. The whole family's acting like a family, even with all the little jokes and stuff, even with Bart's, what if something goes wrong? I won't have a dad. 
for a while. Oh, awesome. Actually, come to think of it, Bart really didn't have much of a part in this episode, no. but I really enjoyed Lisa's role in it, though, of just being initially fascinated by the whole process to try and get over her fears. Like I remember that's how my brother kind of learned how planes work because <laughs> after 9-11, he got, he got very edgy and, like, yeah, we used to travel a lot as a family. So he learned how planes worked. But what about aerodynamics? Yeah, I'm just wondering what part of learning how a plane works makes you feel better about them flying into buildings? Well, what happens is when there's a wire in the seat that you push, it has all the wire runs all the way down, up the side of the plane, into the light bulb, and when the light bulb comes up, when you push the button. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Bing. Bing. There's also another wire that goes to the stewardess's department, and it goes Bing. nothing because they never come. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, just air travel in general, like, mm-hmm. just painted it in a new light for yeah, him. Fair. And yeah. it was like, yeah, these things could fall out of the moment, air at any moment. And it's like, well, no, the engine could shut off, but then you could still, like, level it. Yeah, glide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's, and it's very much in the small heart box of Lisa to be, to assail her fears with information mm. and knowledge. Like, yeah. that's Lisa as we know her. Yeah. Especially before she became slightly more moral crusade yeah. she was the smart one but she was just learned smarts comforted herself with knowledge yeah. yeah she's learned a fascinating amount from this cow's hop she got, heart she got from the bar- barbecue <laughs> <laughs> she's learned a lot from this cow's heart that she got from the butchers yep <laughs> to the point where that she can help dr nick when he doesn't know what to do and i was supposed to cut something but what and where <laughs> yeah and like at those moments where you could have enough time to think Wait, why is there an eight-year-old girl watching a, a live operation? Are you allowed to buy seats for live operations? How does the live uh, theatre work? But again, another great kind of crowd pan where it's just like people at a movie. They've got popcorn, two people are making out. It's, <laughs> damn, that's one guy's asleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all the things I've ever seen. Is that and in Seinfeld where they drop mm. the junior mitts in? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and the same here where it's like, wait, why does Lisa know this? Why do they have this? And it's like, they've already moved on and like delivered you a new joke with Dr. Nick singing his version of Them Bones. Yeah. Which I remember me and my primary school friends singing all the time for some reason. Like the actual song or just not Dr. Nick's? This one, the yeah, Dr. Nick one. I remember. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. The singing red thing's connected to his wristwatch. It's hilarious. That's, that's not where the red thing goes. And I also love... Just and he's you, still wearing his wristwatch. As you see Homer's <laughs> eyes blinking as he's about to go under. The last thing you see is Dr. Nick going... What the hell is that? I know. There must have been like one of those writers' rooms things of okay, what is the worst thing to hear <laughs> yeah. your surgeon say right before you go under? I had one where yeah, I was going under and I don't even remember what was said, but some of the nurse people, doctors, I don't know, the people Medi- in scrubs, stuff? yeah, the people in scrubs, JD, yeah, and the scrubs, <laughs> scrubs that were around me. Someone made a joke, and I like chuckled. And then one of the guys looked down at me and goes, what are you laughing at? And that's the last thing I fucking remember. We're going to take your penis. Like, yeah. Ah. And like, oh, why do that to a person? Because <laughs> they're surgeons and they're often jerks. Yes. Uh, but also speaking to the heart, I do like when Homer is under and they're going through the operation. We kind of pan through the town and get a bunch of people's reactions. Or, yeah. Again, followed up with our joke of, you know, Moe's Tavern having a moment silence. How long was that? Six seconds. Do we have to start over? No. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, I really like our poos bit. It's like, oh, I wonder if all my fatty foods have somehow, you know, contributed to it. Ah, uh, can I just get some, some jerky, please? Would you like some vodka with that? Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> just just a f- yeah, fuck it. I could get loaded. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I'm buying jerky. Like, my life's <laughs> just not came getting... in for jerky. May as well get loaded. Yeah. I mean, my day's not getting any better if I'm buying jerky. Yeah. Like, where are you going? But yeah, the moment silence as well. It's like, yeah, a clever way to pad out the episode, but mm. not in, in like an egregious way. And yeah. also a good way to get out of a minute's worth of actual silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every little bit of this was still given a joke, and it was still nice to just see the town react to, you know, one of their friends going under the knife. Yeah. 
But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? In a heartbeat, I would. In two heartbeats, just to make sure I was alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it in an irregular heartbeat. <laughs> so ah. I'm not sure when I'll watch it and when I'll watch it again. Ah, nice. An arrhythmic one. When you're defibrillating. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, when you're fibrillating and need defibrillation. Hmm. Another thing I want to bring up for the uh, Homer is a God theory is when he's lying on the table and Hibbert's defibrillating him, he is flatlining, but he's still like, more. <laughs> How are you both dead and alive to be able to tell him to do more? <laughs> I think you can have no heart response and still be alive. Yeah, but but like I mean, responding long, to things. Not for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I should have gotten the sibling that was a nurse on this one to confirm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he also defreebs himself when he is awake and yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get one of these things. <laughs> That's the stuff. That's the good stuff. But uh, episodes that we want to watch again, we like to think about what playlist they'd go in. What are some Simpsons episodes that would pair well with this one? This Classic def- Molman deaths. Oh, yes. This is definitely a Dr. Nick Riviera playlist. Mm. Someone goes to hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, I like, oh, Doctor, I was in the most wonderful place. There was all these guys in red pajamas and sticking pitchforks in my butt. <laughs> I like his hand gesture on that as he just kind of pokes the palm of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to put this in the playlist of tacky TV shows within the world of The Simpsons. Yes. People who look like things. This was wonderful. (laughs) It's one of those ones the second I knew it was there, like... (gasps) (laughs) And a nice candle. Yes, a nice... No. I love there's a Simpsons shit post of uh, Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins. And then the reverse (laughs) is the guy who looks like the public just like... <laughs> oh, uh, looking shocked. Sorry, yeah. podcast. Audio medium. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I-, I described the Star Trek cartoon earlier as Kirk going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you can hear that. And then the sound of. Ooh, was- I don't get a good slap because I got like the beer diffuser on it. Uh, yeah, it's like a windsock. I can still do the dripping. Maybe this not. Is, mm. This is way too much into my ears. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a lot of Foley work. We've discovered how many disgusting sounds I can get from myself. <laughs> BT, what would you change about this episode? Oh, gosh. I had another playlist just quickly. Um, oh, humorous neon signs like the Merry Widow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The flashing between the two. Yeah. She's sad and then dancing on the grave with money. Yep. <laughs> um, what would I change? Jeez. I don't think I'd change a damned thing. This is just fantastic. Like I said, I'm really impressed with its consistency. I'm not a span longer than maybe 10 or 30 seconds goes by without a solid joke or an iconic moment or something that is entertaining and engaging and yet it doesn't feel rapidly paced at all despite being shorter despite being fully packed it doesn't feel crammed which mm. is which is great it's it's a fantastic episode unlike homer's ventricle oh <laughs> or aorta i'm not sure which one here what would you like to change phil i really don't know it's hard to even find places to add stuff because there is like bt said it is just non-stop things going on and there's not any downtime really to go this is a good spot to take out and replace it with something else. Yeah. I mean, there might be some more to get out of Marge and Homer because she's a lot of their stuff is non-verbal, like Marge will look and you should, mm-hmm. you know, but then they don't directly say too much. And then, or actually. That really works though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like and at the, the end when she just sheds a tear. And the one like, time yeah. that they do is Homer's like going, damn right, you're not getting married. Uh, <laughs> I, I, want you to, I want to be stuffed and put on the couch as an eternal symbol of our, our <laughs> matrimonial vows. And then Patty and Selma bringing in that sleazy like Elvis impersonator. Oh, and I love, he goes, but he's not dead yet. He's like, oh, I hope he fully recovers. And Orlando's just like, I don't. <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what there is to lose. I Maybe you know, I could watch another minute of bad cops. <laughs> <laughs> and especially with these days of cops getting cancelled for the right reasons. And mm. like, finally, like, it's still wild that, yeah, 
cops and Simpsons have been going on for roughly the same amount of time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is not to do with what would I change, but I thought it might need mentioning, especially in the current mm-hmm. uh, police militarization problems that we're having around the world. Looking at you, America. Mm-hmm. Um, the cops knock down Lovejoy's front door with yeah. a tank because they suspect <laughs> him of being a cattle rustler, but yep. they get the wrong house. Like, I'm just like, fuck, that's either yep. this is prophetic or it's been going on for so long. That's been going on for, what is this, 1992? That's, yeah. wait, I can't do the math. 30 there's, years. there's even a bit in the cops' song where they're just like, uh, oh, we use excessive force sometimes. It's yeah, like, <laughs> they're really. Ooh, uncomfortable. I was too busy writing down the gags and laughing at them yeah. to listen to actual words. But yeah, the idea that it's been around for so long that it's been a joke for so long. Yeah, it's been and a joke. And then on top of that, you add 20 years. Yeah, well, 28 years. Jesus. Have you guys seen Eric Andre's latest stand-up special? Uh, I have not. Anyway, uh, just realising I'm about to describe a stand-up bit and it's probably not going <laughs> to land. So check out Eric Andre's cops joke. It's very good. Mm. He actually uh, did a deep dive on it in the Good Ones podcast, which is a podcast that I like occasionally. I see. <laughs> so it's got good ones. Yeah. But terrible oh, twos. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it's basically comedians like dissecting their jokes and Gilbert mm-hmm. Gottfried did the aristocrats. It was fucking amazing. Oh, that'd be awesome, nice. actually. All right, I'll check that out. Good ones. Good ones. All right, we're here. BT, any other notes? Uh, of course I do. So a bit I thought Phil would like, and you too, Elliot, because they go to Homer being uh, young and singing before his voice drops. Yeah. And he's singing Night Divine, but they've actually sped it up a little bit so it's not becoming this drag, because it's a pretty slow song. And I appreciate the idea that they've, Cut it down so it's still funny. You still know what's going on, but they've sped it up enough so that it's not wasting time. I do appreciate that. Yeah. So that's a cool bit. And yeah, just, oh, my voice has changed. Oh, night divine. Yeah. And I never <laughs> noticed before, but the um, organ player is like out as well, just to kind of add to the uncomfortableness of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. The, they traded their health insurance for a pinball machine in the break room. That's uh, <laughs> a scathing <laughs> indictment of the American healthcare system. I kind of almost think that, that you definitely get a smash cut to... A disused yeah. pinball machine. It's covered in cobwebs yeah, or something. it breaking or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's just letting the lines speak for themselves in this episode is great. Uh, they're part of the MTV generation. They feel neither highs nor lows. How yeah. is it? <laughs> eh. Yeah, this is funny. I, cause... I feel that in my bones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. Gen X, you? <laughs> the whole Simpsons like coining the term meh sort of starts here, but she doesn't mm. even say meh. She says yeah. eh. Yes. Interesting. Oh, really? <laughs> Are you assuming that the MTV generation added the m to eh? Ah, the M didn't stand for music. It standed for meh the if whole it, time. Yeah, meh TV. I want my meh TV. Oh my God. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln sold poison milk to school children. What? I'm just trying to make them feel better. <laughs> yeah, nobody good dies. What about Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> so I guess, but he has to follow the lie. It's good. That's it. Oh, it's so wonderful. Like, when Santa's little helper was going to die, it's like, dog hell's filled with all the bad dogs. Yeah, like, yeah. Hitler's dog and one of the lassies, the evil one. <laughs> <laughs> one who bit Timmy. I like that we got the fade in on the uh, Sunday school. It's like, and that's why God causes train wrecks. Oh. And I just love that. It's not why God causes bad things. It's specifically train wrecks. Yeah. Well, we saw when we were watching Telltale Head, you know, mm. this Sunday school teacher has to yeah. explain a lot of shit to these curious children. So, yeah, I love the idea that they ask, why train wrecks, though? Just yeah, specific. <laughs> I love Grandpa's bit of, they say the greatest tragedy <laughs> is when a father outlives his son. I've never understood why that was. Yeah. Frankly, I can see the upside to it. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Nick watching the, the how-to videos, like, yeah. oh no, 
blood. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He mentions like opening the ribcage open like a rusty gate, and the yeah. thing that he doesn't like is oh blood. Yeah. <laughs> and my final note is if it isn't my old friend Mister McGreg with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. Man, um, Doctor Nick's deliveries in this oh, episode, amazing. Just, also, just to, it speaks to how well loved this episode is because mm. as soon as Doctor Nick said, "Well, isn't it my old?" All three of us laughed and started writing down. Like, dude, we know that, that cadence of that place so well. Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't seen this episode for, I don't know, fucking easily 15 years. Yeah. But you're like, bing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yep. I know where this is going. <laughs> Leg for an arm. Like, <laughs> just quick drawing of it and then back to the emotional part of the episode. Makes yeah. no sense. I like, I understand entirely why that guy's upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need the whole, oh, you did a surgery for me, but you didn't, uh, you know, you just know. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he's so familiar with him, he has a name for his, a rhyme for his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the person who was like writing cram notes on his hand the day before his surgery. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he spent. But Sam, that feels right. Like he spent more time thinking about the lyrics yeah. for his now practice suit. <laughs> One hand washes the other. <gasps> that reminds me. <laughs> How about you, Phil? Any other notes? I did notice that at the beginning when Homer comes down for breakfast, he's wearing a watch, and I'm yeah, like, and it ah, never comes up. Homer's wearing a watch. It's going to be some time for something, and it was never time for it. Yeah, maybe it was part of a deleted scene, but I thought about that as well. Yeah, because I was like, it was right. a digital one as well. Yeah, because so like, beep at some point. Watch. And I'm like, okay, where's the watch gag? And then there was uh, one. Maybe it said boobs. Uh, <laughs> calculator yeah, watch. Looked like a calculator watch. Yeah. The deer crossing. With the ambulance. I, I like that they Oh, my mum used to quote stop. that all the time because, like, especially in Glenhaven where we mm. grew up, there was a lot of ducks crossing. So it'd either be that one or, you really drive my patience. But they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think that that's one of those things that is such a truism for half the population. We're like, yeah. Yeah, how do they know how to cross there? <laughs> I wrote down weirdly the price Dr. Nick charges for any medical procedure. one twenty nine ninety five. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. It was just seemed very specific. Mm-hmm. Also, it just shows you Again, cadence. how dodgy that surgery is. Yeah. It's $30,000 or not uh, even $130,000. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, he doesn't know what he's signing up for, Dr. Nick. Yeah. He's just he also fair to Dr. Nick. He does it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true, yeah. And he doesn't totally arm-legged either. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who gets that wrong, but somehow gets a quadruple bypass correct. <laughs> Weird skill set. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's very good at the little things. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe Homer's godhood just meant he self-repaired. Ooh. It took us ages to find a replacement for you at work. It's a brick on a rope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic Homer being replaced at yeah. the work. There's the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> the chicken. Yeah, the drinking bird. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, oh, and the dog that averts the nuclear meltdown. Mm-hmm. Good boy. And of course, Stuart the duck. <laughs> oh, Stuart. How good is he? That's on my notes. Apart from, I love right at the end where everything's okay. All the kids are like, you rule Homer. And Marge is there teary eyed. And mm-hmm. he's just quietly just waving, finger waving at them. The heart box comes back. Yeah. yeah. It's beating away fine apart from like, and then, then it starts beating to the Simpsons theme mm-hmm. and it stops. Homer taps to the Simpsons theme and it goes there with the heart at the back. I'm like, perfect ending. That's yeah, like, yeah. so clean. You know, everything's fine. Everything's still not like yeah. perfect, but it's back to normal as all good yeah. and get you out so quickly. Like there's almost a wordless exit. It was amazing. Yeah. And we saw the heart box when it, you know, when he had the heart attack and now that he's fine, it's a good kind of. Yeah. Comparison. Yeah, it was really, really, really cleverly done. And yeah, my only other note, you know, sometimes it's hard to go back to old Simpsons. You know, there's a lot of jokes that they make that don't hold up these days. But you know, Barney, supportive of Homer's uh, transition. (laughs) Yeah. Especially for 92. Yeah. Yeah. 
He managed to even find a jumbo thong bikini for him. At first, I was like, no way. But then I was like, if Homer wants to be a chick, we'll way to stop him. <laughs> no, I mean, good on him. Way more supportive than Mo, who charged him for a beer that he snuck in there. Yeah. It's such a good button on that moment. Your Homer, that beer ain't free. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to rank this thing. BT, your turn to go first. I'm going to keep Exarchimedia. It's such a great episode. It is so iconic. There's so many great moments. And yeah, it's just a well, incredibly well-paced, well-written episode that has a very strong A story. And it has everything we love here. There's heart. There's a little bit of wacky. There's great jokes. Yeah, fantastic. Keep Exarchimedia. Phil? Yeah, I'm going to echo BT and say exactly the same for exactly the same reasons. I don't think it's, if you told me to list my top five Simpsons yeah. episodes, I don't think this would come in here, but there's no faults to it. It's funny. Mm. There's so many laughs in it. It's got good heart. Like, I remember my dad laughing at the, oddly, <laughs> oddly, I remember my dad laughing at the worst tragedies when a father outlives his son. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait a second. Um what yeah. do you have planned, Father? There's almost no complaints to be had with this. It's just good times. I can remember quoting this episode years and years and years later. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is tough because I am feeling all those things, but I'm just not quite feeling the essential vibe from mm-hmm. it. It is a bit of a slower episode, and it's sort of only compared to a lot of the episodes that I've just been so... This is obviously cubic. Like, the fact that there was doubt in my mind, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, so I'm going gold. It's still fucking excellent. No, like, sure. Absolutely. And averaging out, this will be a dull cubic zirconia. This will be the sixth dull cubic zirconia from season four. It'll be joining Duffless when Homer gives up beer. Mm. I love Lisa, where Ralph loves Lisa. (laughs) Lisa's first word when she says her first word. Mm. Treehouse of Horror 3, I think we reviewed that with Jimmy. Probably. Yeah, Mm. that's the King Kong one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also a streetcar named Marge Mm -hmm. with New Orleans. I like that guy sometimes. I pick my teeth with the mail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that about does it for the Simpsons Index for this week. I think we've got to get some plugs happening, though. Mm-hmm. Um, who wants to plug first? Well, I'll tell you. I listened to this quite incredible radio play the other day from Pulp Fury Radio. Gasp. Very good. This. <laughs> I thought it was excellent, and I listened to it twice, and I can't oh. wait for the next installment. Ooh. Insert that name. Working class wizards. (laughs) The Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) The Atlanta Falcons. Working class wizards. Mm. But yeah, it's our new series, which we've launched. We've been talking about it a bit Mm the past few weeks, taking the old world radio aesthetics and pairing them with modern stories. Except with violence and swearing. Yes. Yeah, it's all the best bits about this generation with all the best bits of the older generation. Mm -hmm. But nothing with the generation in between. No, no, none of that. Fuck Fuck those guys. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Pulp Fury Radio, check it out now wherever you get podcasts and Mm pulpfuryradio.com. What else have we got, BT? Our other podcast is Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. I've already seen the entire series like a normal person. However, Elliot J. O'Neill had never watched a single episode until we started watching in reverse order. It gives us a unique perspective on the entire show. We can tell you exactly where Game of Thrones went wrong. It is not where you think it is. It is much, much sooner than that. But where exactly? You'll have to listen to find out. The it most is kind unique. Of where you think it is, though. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not not. It's just there were there it's were also... cracks forming much earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is the most interesting, unique, and fantastic Game of Thrones podcast currently available. That's it. And we're the only ones that are releasing new content until Game of Thrones released their prequel series. Are they still doing that? 
I don't know. So given how much bad will they generated with their final season. Yeah. I know they had one cancelled already. Mm. And well, also, that, they also had eight in the works. Like, surely some of them, they're just in the works in the sense that they're just throwing things at the wall and they're going to yeah. figure out which ones they want to actually do. I think in the works means yeah. we'll give you enough money to do potentially eight episodes. Like a pilot. I don't think it's like, just go out and make 64 episodes of TV show ahead of time because mm-hmm. everything's too reactionary now. Yeah. Again, I think it's too much of that reporting on the, you know, we don't know, actually know what we're doing with this shit yet. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, there's not going to be any hype because, like, there was, Martin was supposed to release Winds of Winter. Yeah. Geez, like, uh, season two, that stuff. No, no. Well, but he had said specifically, like, last year, if it wasn't out by, I think it was, like, the 1st of August or mid-July. Yeah. You can arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, even on Reddit, which is a pretty good place for buying on-sale pitchforks, mm-hmm. Like, read up for about 45 minutes. And they're like, we should arrest him. That's no, never happening. No, it's never happening. Anyway. Yep. So, if no one really even hates it enough, by the time it comes out, it's not going to make a big hit. And if that doesn't make a big splash, then they're mm-hmm. not going to throw a bunch of cash behind it. No. No. Because so. anything is going to go, from the makers of Game of Thrones, be like, boo. <laughs> anyway, yep, we should probably wrap up. Thank you, Phil. My pleasure as always. It's great to be back at Size Quest Studios for once. Mm-hmm. It's been too long. It has been too long. And thank you, BT. Thank you, Elliot. <laughs> I really threw you there. You did. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the bells of ending. The, so that means must mean that's all the mustard in the house. I threw you. <laughs> ha yeah, ha! Sure did. That was bells. Uh, I mean, bells are great, but mm. ding. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com/slash/thesimpsonsindex or at Simpsons Index on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! That's one of my favourite ones, fucking Dean Norris just sending out a tweet one day that just said, sex gifts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we know what you were doing. (laughs) There is some times where I catch myself like on Facebook where I'm trying to find someone Mm -hmm. and you're like, oop, that's not the right part. (laughs) Yep, don't want to type, oop. Make sure you're typing in the right field. Big girls with big boobs. Oh, damn it. I didn't even realize that Fear the Walking Dead was an entirely different show. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Fucking what a great run. title. No. Especially, uh, whatever. Especially if your other show is called Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Fear of, I think it's Fear of the no, Walking Dead. No, Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, fear, that's fucking bad. Yeah. Was it Fast and Furious? <laughs> fear the Fast and Furious. <laughs> that's a lot of alliteration and I like it. <laughs> yeah, Fast and Furious 10 is zombies. Yeah, that's the logical conclusion <laughs> of that fucking... space, oh, motherfucker. They're just zombies as Uber drivers. Mm. Ah. Now it'll be Carmageddon 2, where they have to run over all the zombies to, free, to save humanity. Ah, uh, Carmageddon 64. Carmageddon. <laughs> Carmageddon 2 was Carmageddon 64, basically. Mm. Except 64 was garbage. Anyway. All the new varieties of pot that are super strong. Mm. And I'm like, I'll have a little bit like, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it puts me that in the same frame of mind that I have when I'm, I'm way too drunk and you're like, oh man, I should have stopped drinking two beers ago, <laughs> but now I'm too drunk. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. And have to drink my way out. And, <laughs> and yeah, edibles always have the reputation of it's not doing anything. It's not doing anything. It's not doing anything. Oh fuck. I need a hospital. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, I had this and now nothing's happened. I'll just eat three more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's happening. I'm just on the roof. Nah. Uh, Gonna have some more to get down. <laughs> yeah, but that kind of makes Wait sense. Wait a second. It'll just take me higher. I'm flying to the floor? <laughs> I mean, you can fly downwards. Yeah. Someone say it's the easier way. <laughs> Everyone can fly down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>